1: Ladies and gentlemen, another Monday has passed us all by, and that means that another Master Debaters is upon you. This is, of course, last week's, as always, I don't need to give you the spiel, you can hear the current episodes that are a week earlier over at the Great Deceptions feed, um, Great Deception podcast, it's a great show, you probably know who I'm talking about here, Matt's a good podcast buddy of mine, and um, I'd like to do the same show and, and air it a week later and just talk a little bit. About some other things that are on my mind. And this week, it might sound more ranty. I might actually, uh, you know, disturb you with the way that my mind works when I'm not going off of notes. Because although there are some current event things that I want to touch on, there's definitely, um, you know, some other shit that is not so uh, current and maybe overdue. Okay. We'll just leave it at that for now. But with that being said, guys, the guests on this show. Or a friend of Matt's, uh, his name is Jeremiah. Seemed like a very nice dude, very knowledgeable guy as well. And um, you know, he was a little quiet. This was his first time doing a podcast, right? And uh, I thought he killed it. He, he shared some information that I hadn't heard, um, and it was it was just a great time meeting someone new that doesn't put all their thoughts out there on a podcast. Which again, I'll circle back to that later. Um, And then, of course, uh, Jason as well, who, like Jeremiah, he doesn't uh, have a podcast and he will pop on podcasts every once in a while. You may know him better as Colorado Dank. And, um, you know, I like this dude a lot. We talk pretty regularly and um, I like how he comes at the Christian religion from a very esoteric perspective instead of being like cut and dry, you know, go down to the local freaking uh, church and get the same opinion as you would a church in a different state. If it's that same religion, they're all spewing the same propaganda. This is how they hold their 501c3 tax-free benefits, right? So, you know, this is what's kind of cool. Um, I, that was a big reason why I like Pastor Sam a lot. I haven't spoken with him in a while either. Um hope to have Jason on my show again soon. But with that being said, we talk about all kinds of things here as usual, never any specific agenda. ...when it comes to the Monday Night Master Debaters. Um, I want to start off here with what I'm going to get into. I'm going to talk a little bit about politics, a little bit about some of the shit that we're seeing in our day-to-day lives... ...as I usually like to do. Um, But if you listen to the current Monday Night Master Debaters, the one that was released on six twenty one, ...the same day that I'm releasing this one that was released last week on Matt's feed... Um, If you listen to that towards the middle end of the episode, I talk about how podcasts are really, I think, especially the conspiratorial ones and the stuff that we talk about where it's kind of political. It's kind of, uh, you know, it's all over the place as far as what the let me let me take a step back here. What the goal of most of these shows is, is to get people to think right now. I think that there will always be a place for a lot of those shows. And a lot of the people that I talk with and that I encourage to start shows, I think will probably still have shows and hopefully grow their shows. But it's going to get a lot more competitive, I think, in the worst way possible. I think that competition is healthy. I actually love competition. i like to be better than everyone that I can possibly be better than in a particular thing that I'm doing, right? Right now I'm doing podcasting and I plan on doing it. Until I die, to be honest. I'm not faking that. I love doing this. If I could do anything and money wasn't an option, it would literally be this right here. Researching weird shit and telling it to people that want to hear about it, right? And then they go on and they tell other people too. And I think it's just kind of a cool thing to get into. Now, there are some podcasts that I don't think have any place doing what they do. Um, I'm not... Thinking of any show in particular at all. Um, And I think that if people have fun doing their shows, that should be first and foremost. Right. I think that if you're having fun and no one is listening, but you don't care, that's great. I wouldn't be doing this if no one was listening because it would be a waste of my fucking time. I have no free time during the day. Okay, I took uh, little notes of my schedule for a Monday, which was yesterday, to be clear um monday is a busier day for me uh tuesday's a little bit lighter that's why i often record on tuesdays wednesdays and thursdays okay because that's my days off i have no free time i literally had 15 minutes of free time where i'm not driving going to the grocery store working or recording or researching i had 15 minutes okay and that was a shower that i took OK, I'm not counting taking shits and pisses because I think that everyone does that for about, you know, 20 minutes a day. Right. You add them all together. You got about 20, maybe 30 minutes if you're a, a lingerer on the toilet. I have no free time. So if I was doing this and not getting any attention to the show, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it. Now, that's different for some people. Some people have much more free time and I'm jealous of those people. Um if you want to grow a show right now, I think that people are going to have to pick one of a few different arenas in which to do it. Funny is always going to be good. That's why I try and cut in some comedy, some funny stuff or some goofy stories or, or just like interesting observations in every single episode that I do. I try to. Now, sometimes I will admit my episodes can be dry and blah, blah, blah. We don't want to get into this like nitty gritty stuff, but there is a lot of very, very boring episodes where people are literally just talking about their days and then getting mad when people aren't listening. Um, It sounds goofy, maybe, but it's absolutely true. And I hear people talking about this and complaining. And you are starting to get some celebrities into the industry, right? Um, You're starting to get some people that have no business podcasting doing it. Everyone thinks that their conversations are interesting and everyone thinks that they can be the next Joe Rogan by simply having a conversation. But let me tell you something. okay? your conversations are not interesting. You have to make them interesting. It's a fact. It is an absolute fact. And you have let me tell you a little story. Speaking of stories here, when I started the show with Brandon two years ago, he wanted to do kind of a bantering type podcast and we tried it out. I told him that no one's going to want to listen to us because we are nobodies, right? We're a couple of random dudes that that no one has heard of. So we need to have some kind of interesting information. I was listening to conspiracy podcasts, and I've always been a big conspiracy fan. He is not. We, we decided to go with it, and maybe we could pivot later into something that's more like comedy driven or just conversational shit, right? Never ended up doing that. And... um you see this is another thing that people do where they have a show that has a couple hundred listeners and then they're starting other shows. That's cool if you just want to get into other topics, but if you're trying to cast a wide net in order to get more listeners, let me tell you, it's the same people that are listening to podcast A that you have that are listening to podcast B and C and D and all the others. I would focus on one if you're passionate about it like I am. I would focus on one and try and grow that as big as you possibly can and, you know, put out cool information, put out stuff that you're interested in. And there's definitely thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of people that are interested in the same shit that you're interested in. Right. I think that a lot of people are trying deliberately to put out a mediocre product and get uh, uh, exceptional listens off of a mediocre product. Now, back to the story I was going to tell you. There was a, when I when we started the show, um, I was telling everyone about it, right? I work at a day job that I hate, work this day job, and um, some dudes that work for a competitor company, they're, you know, everyone pretty much knows what I do. If you don't, go listen to older episodes, but the competitor company, two dudes, nice guys, nothing against the guys, but uh, they told me that they have very interesting conversations and in that they should probably start a podcast too. Now, the way that they auditioned of sorts, I don't know, it seemed like they thought that I was like a podcast producer and I was going to like sign them to some lucrative contract. Not the case, okay, buddy? I'm barely making rent over here. Um, But they, they invite me in on a three-way phone call. While they're working, they're talking to each other. They're at different stores talking to each other. And forcing jokes that are not good. Um, supposedly they talk for like six hours a day. Just constantly talking on the phone. And uh, they just think that their conversations are very interesting. So I pop on because they asked me to. And I lasted literally five minutes. One guy's mother had just passed away. The other guy was making overly sexualized jokes about his mom. And they thought it was edgy and therefore hilarious. Not the case. Okay. Um, I didn't laugh once, I didn't even fake laugh once It was a downright dumb conversation And I felt like if I told people to listen to something like that I should go straight to hell Okay, This is bad And a lot of people think like this A lot of people think that they are interesting And I'm not trying to be a dick here But you're probably not interesting right? I don't think I'm interesting That's why I try to find interesting stuff now, some people are interesting. I talk to interesting people on almost every episode that I do. Some people that I talk to are boring people, but they have found interesting information and want to share it. That's the whole point of entertainment. And that's what a podcast is supposed to be, is entertainment. It's supposed to be sort of like alternative entertainment. We got sick and tired of Hollywood. We got sick and tired of the news lying to us. So people get their news from podcasts and smaller Let me say, larger groups of people are broadcasting out to smaller groups of people, right? So instead of having Fox, CNN, NBC, uh, ABC, CBS, all these, you know, generic alphabet companies, it's very interesting that it's kind of like the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, right? Um, Larger groups of people are now doing broadcasts to smaller amounts of an audience. So instead of five entities, which are really ruled by like three entities, um, spewing propaganda to millions of people, you've got hundreds of thousands of people literally spewing their own propaganda or talking points to hundreds of thousands of people, right? It's much more even. It's it's decentralized. And I think that that is the way of the future, but it's gotten overly saturated and you're going to start seeing a lot of shows pop up. And a lot of people start to get upset that their shows aren't doing what they want for, their, for themselves, right? Now, I'm very clear. I want to make money doing my show. I put a lot of fucking effort into it to do so. There's some people that put very minimal effort into their shows and want to make money and are upset that they're not making money. And you start to see this. So it's just a pet peeve of mine right now. And I thought I would share it with you because it seems like we kind of all think a little bit similarly. And I often criticize the conspiratorial group of podcasts out there for thinking identically, but then priding themselves in being independent thinkers. So just something I wanted to share up top here. Um, Let's get into some of these current things and some of the things that are on my mind when it comes to politics and uh, just some of the nonsense that's being spread around out there. Now, not only are politics a huge topic of discussion right now and I think that that's part of the problem that we are facing as a society um, and luckily I'm starting to see some shows that I really really look up to as a like podcast host um, move away from more political ideology and and just the same shit that you hear every uneducated person that you know just echo right the world has become an echo chamber in one of two ideologies And it's insane. Now, when I say the world, it's really the United States. But the United States does lead in like Western culture. And like the entire world tries to mimic that culture. So this is going to become more widespread before it dies out. I hate to tell you, but it's true. You start seeing China get into this stuff eventually. Believe it or not, I think that they will. They won't be fighting as crazy. But I think that you'll start seeing more political discussion from people that have no business talking about politics there's these tiktok influencers and one girl in particular is a pretty cute girl if i'm not mistaken if i'm remembering the right face to the information um this girl was saying that if you want cheaper gas buy the stuff from 1987 not the stuff from 1991 because she thought that the 87 the 89 and the 91 were not octanes But years that they were printed out or uh, siphoned, I should say printed, you know, we're printing gas. That's the future. Uh, Like it's almost like a fine wine, right? No, that's not. I I mean, how these people have the confidence to get out there and speak so, so directly to their audience when they are retarded is mind blowing. Now, maybe uh, she's brilliant and she's a good marketer, and she said this so that everyone talks about it and says how stupid she is. And then they get in looking at how hot she is, and she's got an OnlyFans. Maybe that's what she's going for, and I hope so. But yeah, it's just one of those things, man, where, you know, everyone has an opinion on things that they just shouldn't have opinions on. I've been guilty of that. I think everyone has. So this isn't me sitting here saying, look at how stupid you are. This is like, look at how stupid we are, is what I'm really trying to get at. Um, you have the politics that are insane. You have Biden and Kamala Harris not able to get anyone to pay attention to what they're doing unless one of them is falling off the bike. Okay, Kamala Harris was apparently trying to uh, do some sort of like woman event, fundraising type thing and was unable to get enough ticket sales so they had to reschedule okay now i'm not sitting here saying that i could get a a larger audience than um mr harris uh, miss harris i'm saying that i well honestly i probably could let's be real not not being able if you're the vice president underneath the most popular president in u.s history i don't understand how you can't get enough tickets sold um, or, fu- or, 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 uh, you know, funds raised. This to me is, it means one of two things. It means that the election was stolen. Okay. I'll say that. Or it means that the money laundering scheme with these political campaigns is having to adjust because of the money, money laundering that is going on in other ways. um, a lot of money was given to Ukraine, and we know this. More is being given to them. Um, 80% of the the money that's in circulation right now has been printed over the last two years. Um, that might actually be about a year and a half at this point. Um, this should concern everyone, and I know that it does if you're paying attention. I like the spirit that some people have. Some of my friends even saying that, yeah, no, things aren't going to get much worse than this. I would humbly disagree. Okay, I think that we have only seen the beginning. There is a lot of similarities between uh, this and like the 70s. There was the fuel shortage. There was a lot of these things that are that you know we might like to think you know yeah we can come back from this. There's no problem. Uh, things are much different now than they are in the 70s, and I think that we are going to see literally things that we can't even really fathom. And I'm just being honest here. Um, But yeah, this this goes back to politics, unfortunately, because you have these people that want to support Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as a virtue. It's a virtue signaling pathetic attempt in trying to seem tolerant and woke and all these things, right? Um, I don't understand it. I don't understand if you're having to pay more money at the gas pump. Which obviously that has a ripple effect in our economy and the way that we live and our, our, our uh you know standard of living as a whole is going to go down when gas goes up. The country and life itself thrives off of energy. You might not like the energy that we that we are having to use in this society, which is, you know, primarily petroleum-based shit, right? We use gas. We use a lot of it, and that's not gonna change for decades. Um But yeah, unfortunately, we are we are uh, absolutely losing a massive amount of uh, extra money. And I I kind of think if you don't own a house right now, it's going to be quite some time before you can own one. Uh, Now, I'm no economist, but this is just the way that I feel. It's a hunch. Call it a hunch. But um, I think that it's going to be very tough to own and. The first thing that Joe Biden did when he stepped into the White House was he canceled the Keystone Pipeline out, right? If I'm not mistaken, I believe it was the Keystone Pipeline. Um, This is suicide for the economy. We were net positive, uh, a net exporter in oil when Trump left the, the White House. And, you know, I'm not a huge, huge Trump thumper anymore. I do have the Make America Great Again hat because I was caught up in the cult for a little while. But we're out of it now and we're living a living a more independent life. And it feels good. Okay, I I encourage you to do the same. I wouldn't back either one of these psychopaths and I wouldn't back Ron DeSantis either. Okay, Florida has really shafted their older population. It is tragic what's going on in Florida. You have old people that were historically able to pay for their homes with their Social Security money and now they can't because there is no cap on rent rates right now right which there should be i think that if this is like a retirement community or or like some old people living area there should be an absolute cap to that and it should be out like a percentage of what the average old citizen rakes in in social security if their family wants to help them out with a couple extra hundred bucks, that should not be taxed. It should it should just be... Old people serve their entire lives, mostly in this country, right? There's a few old people that migrate here from other countries. And I'm sure that... I don't know what the, the specifics of Social Security are with them. I know that it's basically based off of a flat rate of what you've uh, put in throughout your life into the Social Security system. But... Um, these people working their whole lives feeling like they're going to get taken care of when they're older, which is what they were told by the government, the likes of Reagan and Carter and, you know, for all name a president. And they always make it seem like old people are going to be taken care of. And this is why they hustle their entire lives to barely get by. Right. Um, Now they're being fucked and a lot of old folks are having to live in their cars. This is mostly in Florida. Now, yes, there's a lot of, of old people in Florida. But if Ron DeSantis was so savvy and so concerned with the people, right, which conservatives, if I'm not mistaken, believe that life is very, very valuable. Every life is very valuable from beginning to end. And some moron out there might tell me, well, no, this is complicated. It's more complicated than you think. No, it's not. Take care of old people and young people. Take care of weak people take care of them man that's what kind of separates us from the animals this is what the liberals and the conservatives like to say that that like this is why humans are great right and maybe like they they have their different ways of getting to this like perspective and i'm starting to see more and more liberals are saying that humans are not great but protecting weak i think is something that we can all kind of get behind as a as a you know somewhat Advanced society. I don't think that we're as advanced as we think we are, to be clear. But um, yeah, man, Ron DeSantis having having this situation go down in, in Florida is not a good look. But for some reason, it's not really broadcast out there much. I actually heard this from a podcast. Okay. Um, yeah, it's horrible. And I don't see him not winning in 2024. Unless some catastrophic event goes down, which let's let's be real, that's very possible. Um, Ron DeSantis will be your next president, um, unless Kamala Harris maybe like gets in because Biden is like impeached or um, passes away or whatever. Which even though I can't stand the motherfucker, I, I'd hate to see that. Right? You never want to see a president die in office. It's not a good look on the country. And why did we put someone this old in there in the first place? I don't think we did. But I think that if you voted for him, you should probably take a step back and remove yourself from politics and just like look in the mirror and say, I am a fucking retard. I think that that's okay for you to do, and I think it's a good first step. It's, it's embarrassing. You should be absolutely embarrassed if you voted for him. I don't care if you voted because she, he had a uh, fake black woman on the ticket. She's Indian. Let's be real. Hindu, if I'm not mistaken, too, right? Which is fine, but, you know, a little satanic. Um, Yeah, I, I don't care what your virtue signaling idea of trying to vote for Joe Biden was. We're we're pretty fucked as a nation right now, and it's it's starting to get pretty stressful. If you have, like, any shred of, like, common sense and you're tethered to this real world at all, I understand the idea of rising above it and doing all this shit that is very fucking weird that a lot of people like try to turn their head and and put their head in the sand literally i guess figuratively but put their heads in the sand and say well no we're going to be fine this stuff can't affect you unless you let it yeah it can and that people with responsibilities will actually see this right now you if you're into the more spiritual stuff which i get um Maybe kind of like channel yourself back into the real world a little bit and pay a little bit of attention to what's going on. If you know anyone that voted for these people, you should try and get them to admit how fucked they made this fucking country. And I understand, yeah, Trump probably let this whole thing happen, but still. Um, I think that it's important, kind like of like how you would talk to an alcoholic and you get them to admit that something that they did was fucked up. It's tough you got to kind of play mind games, right? People that voted for Biden are 100% without a doubt, if they still support him, I should say, are 100% without any exception, similar to an alcoholic in the way of their denial. And I'm not trying to be funny here. It is a mental disease at this point if you support what is going on in this country, unless you just want the country to fall and you want everything to reset, which... In that case, hey, you're doing great because that's what's going to happen. Um, it may be part of the script, and I very well think that it is. But if you support it, fuck you. You're an idiot. That's it. So um, there were some other things that I wanted to get into and just kind of barely touch on. But this is running a little longer than I had anticipated. So we'll save this for maybe like a Patreon thing. Um I just kind of wanted to get a few things off my chest here because it's been a stressful week. And, you know, seeing just the cartoon level of the way that things are operating right now, it's shameful. Um, I hear that Texas is really considering seceding now. And I know that this is always a thing, but I've actually seen some articles that are claiming this to be much more legitimate. I've got a good buddy that lives down there uh, sending me some articles. You guys know who he is. And um, sending me articles. And, and, It seems like it's closer than ever. And there's also a lot of Supreme Court justices that are kind of hiding right now, not only for the threat by liberal psychopaths that are out there, probably paid by somebody. But, um, you know, these people are hiding now when, like, gun laws are going to come out soon. Um, Supposedly some changes on gun laws and supposedly some changes on abortion. Now, don't be surprised, honestly, if we see some very, very tyrannical gun laws come down and the right to abortion, the quote-unquote right to abortion is removed as well. Because I think that this candidate and this administration that these fucking retarded people support is actually trying to deliberately fuck us all over and make us so angry that we want to fight each other. Because the the conservatives are going to blame the liberals for the gun laws. And the liberals are going to blame the conservatives for the anti-abortion laws. Instead of blaming the people that are trying to deliberately piss everyone off right now. How can you not see this? I'm sure that anyone listening to this show with fucking wits has the idea that, yes, it seems like something hooky is going on in the government right now. And it seems like they're trying to make everyone angry. And I think that they're doing a good job, right? I don't understand why people aren't, you know, protesting more. Peacefully, of course. And when I say peacefully, I'm, there's no asterisk behind that or anything. This is a seriously, like, peaceful, like, mass strikes. And not not necessarily work strikes, but, like, you know, I don't even want to say the, the basic nonviolent ways that we could actually, like, catch the government's attention a little bit without hurting a single person. Right. It's very easy to do. But for some reason, this is not going on. And it's mind blowing to me. You're not represented in the government. None of you are. None of you are. So think about that. And um, yeah, I I just started getting real angry. I got done working for the week. It's my Friday and I'm having a drink. Okay, so sue me. But I'm very frustrated with the way things are going. I pulled it to a gas station the other day and not one fucking pump had any gas in it. Um, I went and asked them what was going on. They just said that they didn't have any. Uh, I don't know if there was some, like, broken shit or what, but my answer was they didn't have any. Now, granted, that was the only one that I saw, but I think that we're going to start seeing that much more often. Um, I would just say fucking prepare for the worst. Prepare for the worst. It is uh, not looking too bright out there. But thank you guys for listening to me bitch and complain while having a nice little... I'm having... This Smirnov 100 proof. And it gets you quick. It's 50% alcohol versus the traditional 40. And I mix it with a nice little, what is this drink? It's like a um, cherry limeade seltzer water with a little bit of grape uh, grape cranberry juice. It's a lovely little concoction that I've created. And um, I don't know what the name is for it yet, yeah, but we'll come up with something. Nice little drink. And uh, yeah, so that's going to get me set up for the evening And, uh, you know, we'll sit here and just be angry in our solitude, okay? But uh, thanks so much for the listens, guys. Tell friends about the show, as always. Uh, You know, I always tell you about patreon.com slash podcast. I really appreciate the $3 that you can throw down there to really make. uh, You're almost feeding a starving kid. Not really, because I'm not starving and I'm not a kid. But it's along those lines. It's very cheap fucking half a gallon of gas you can throw down and really make an old man happy here. Um, You can uh, throw $5, $10 down. You can buy a shirt. You can, if you can't do that, and I understand if you don't have $3 to throw down, uh, I go back and forth on that. Sometimes I'm like, I totally understand if you don't want to put down $3. And sometimes I'm like, you fuck. If you don't have $3, what are you doing? But, you know, figure it out. My mood changes with the wind, okay? Um, If you don't want to um, support the show monetarily, tell a friend about it, leave a five-star review, take your friends' phones, take your family's phones, leave five-star reviews. I appreciate that, okay? Uh, With that being said, let's roll into this episode, I believe, number 34 of the Monday Night Master Debaters with the great Matt from The Great Deception and um, also his buddy Jeremiah and our mutual friend Colorado Dank, a.k.a. Jason, fun dude, fun conversation, great group of people, and great bunch of information. So let's roll into it, guys. Enjoy the show, and thank you for your support.
2: And welcome to another Monday Night Master Debaters. We're a tripod right now. We're waiting for our fourth wheel to come, but we're going to ride through it anyway. Rye, how's it going, man?
1: Good as always, man. Yeah, fun fun little uh, short small round table but it's going to be cool unless uh you know Colorado gets in here and starts talking some shit but no it'll be fun man
2: oh no he just he just texts, he'll be here in a minute
1: good. so yeah
2: uh in the meantime my friend Jeremiah this is our first time meeting in in virtual land a hey, pleasure to meet you man how's it going
3: yeah good to meet you guys I'm glad to be here going pretty good so this is my first time on any zoom or like any kind of technology meeting whatsoever i am a a little um, let's let's be frank. I'm retarded when it comes to that stuff a little bit. So, you're a little in,
1: you're luddite, in right a little bit of a luddite. Yeah, that's not bad.
2: <laughs> no man, I gotta say, uh, yeah. And and just for those wondering, Je- Jeremiah and I have been going back and forth for a while now through emails and stuff, and we pass information back and forth. And this dude knows his stuff. So don't let him fool you. He's he's, he's playing dumb right now that he doesn't know how to work anything. But this man knows his stuff so we'll see see what we got yeah one of the things i I wanted to kind of touch on because we haven't really done it much on on the debaters yet is sports related um and being that in typical debater fashion why go at it you know from the rah-rah pom-pom side why not look at it from the cult of sports you know and jeremiah you mentioned this to me and um i've had a few people and that's why you know, hopefully joining us here in a minute will be Colorado Dank because he's another one who is great with, you know, the esoteric stuff, the number stuff, all that, all the symbolism. And, you know, I, growing up, I was big into sports, you know, that, that ran my life up through college, basically, you know, whether I was playing it, watching it, you know, coaching it, refing it, doing whatever, it was all sports. And that's all I ever wanted to do, honestly. Um, and then came like 2018 and sports started getting really political and then came 2020 and it just blew up. And, and then I started really seeing behind the curtain and realizing the charade that they had been presenting for so long and started looking at it a little differently. Like, okay, maybe this is a, just a giant distraction and maybe it's just a giant, you know, it, all it does is suck your energy out of you. It sucks your money out of you. And it sucks your free time out of you. And what does it give back? And, and one of my buddies finally put it to me and he goes, he goes, why are you a sports fan? And I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I really enjoy it. And he goes, do you think any of those people give a shit about you? Right. I was like, That's a good point. He goes, you invest. He's like, you're willing to sacrifice things in your life, to go watch a sports game or, you know, things like that. But what would they do for you?
1: And yeah. I was like, wow, Same that, with movies, yeah, you know, movies, TV shows, anything that that is like entertainment driven, like your big podcast hosts out there. They don't give a fuck about their listeners as far as like, yeah, they give them content and that's about it, man. But they they usually get paid pretty handsomely for it. So yeah, but man, I think if you enjoy it, I think that it's uh, I think it's an important part of everyone's life, not just sports, but some form of a release in some way.
3: I'll tell you what they'll do for you is, uh, I grew up in Kansas City, and my favorite baseball player ever growing up is George Brett, and uh, like idolized the guy as a kid, and then I was working like, I used to do like a lot of bartending and serving, and so like work events, and I was working at a restaurant one night, and George Brett was there after he had about like, like eight, like old fashions. And I was just like, hey, man, great to meet you. It's like, this is like really cool. That's, didn't say anything to him all night. And I was just like, and I was like, have a good night pretty much. And then he just blew up at me for like five minutes. And I just kind of like, I kind of like, I kind of took it. And then for a minute, I kind of went to the back and laughed a little bit. But I was like, holy shit, what a fucking asshole. I was just, never meet your heroes, I guess.
2: So, yeah. Hey, and that's the thing. Though. Everybody, you know, the, it's like a religion in, in our, and, and one of the articles I was reading, they actually said that. That, you know, you go back to the 1800s and one of the things that they were doing at that time was trying to work religion out, you know, get everyone away from being religious. And they said one of the best distractions for it would be sports. So that's when you started seeing baseball coming in and then crept in basketball and football and hockey and all these distractions and all these other places that you could invest your energy and it's funny because you think about, uh, you know, baseball, they call the stadiums cathedrals and yeah. uh, and things like that. And you, you think about these coaches and they're put up on these pedestals like they're gods and, the you know, the star players yeah. are the same way. And the diamond, the,
3: the Freemason symbol.
2: Well, you know, the whole game of baseball, the whole you know, game yeah, of baseball all, is a Masonic yeah. ritual.
3: So it's football, too. Like, they all kind of like they're all started off of like, you know, like war simulation, Freemasonic stuff. Like, that's what they're doing. They're trying to, like, create like, uh, you know, like aggressive minds and things like that. So,
1: well, they, when they have like good players or good coaches on teams, they'll call it like the Ditka dynasty. You know what I mean? Like they'll say shit like that. And it's wild. And I, I do want to add really quick that the final insult to any sporting event when you go there live is leaving and waiting in that fucking traffic for like <laughs> an hour and a half or more just to get out of the parking lot, dude. It's insane. There is a lot of energy that gets sucked out in that, like in the in the hours following any kind of live event. Horrible. Not even worth it.
3: Yeah, I just thought of that Geico commercial. It's like, huh, better leave, yeah, you know, early. Yeah.
1: And now everyone leaves early, so you got to leave it like halftime. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which, and, and with the TVs now, you're better off just watching on TV. Yeah. Jay, what's here up, you man?
2: Hand. Hey, what's up, y'all?
1: What's it going what on, you, dude? What do you got either.
4: on uh, the dark side of sports here? The dark side of sports? I mean, I... <sighs> not sure what was already mentioned but i mean it's all ritualistic magic they do they use a lot of sigils um i mean it's just an energy harvesting uh ceremony it's just like the days of bell mm.
2: well and that's why you look at the game of baseball and and i didn't realize it until i listened to michael juan he does a great presentation on it and how you know you look at the baseball field it looks like a square and compass you know, you look at the, the – there's three outs per side. There's 29 innings, which is 27 outs. And all these numbers, you have the pitcher in the middle, and, you know, the batter is trying to reach home. He's trying to get all the way around. And it's just all these different – like Jay said, all these rituals. And it's like, man, they, they – we're all
1: contributing to it. Boaz and Yahina are the foul posts the poles two
2: poles yep yeah and and if you look at a lot of the fields you know now they mow checkerboards Checkerboards in the grass you know so it's it's
0: it's in your
2: face but
4: you know most people don't see it you have infield outfield a lot of as above so below so yeah it's pretty pretty interesting it has levels to it too so you have first second third Home and I mean it's also levels of ascension. So when you hit a home run and you do your celebration and all that, that's actually leaning more towards uh, your ascension into godlihood. So it's all a game uh, based on uh, ritualistic magic sigils. Uh, uh, a lot of a lot of the information comes straight out of the Book of Enoch, almost. You know what I mean? So there's there's definitely levels to it. We honestly don't understand it, you know, like I was messaging you that one day, you know, a lot of people think it's hidden knowledge, but it's not just hidden knowledge. It's also forbidden knowledge. Yeah. So people think it's hidden. So they want to do it. It's being kept from me. But actually this is the stuff that the, that the the uh brought down to us that we're not supposed to actually be messing with. We haven't been granted access to it. You know, that's the way yeah. I look at it. Sorry, just, yeah, that's no, not... <laughs> after
3: the, after the Double Doubleday, the guy who, uh, is like giving credit for discovering baseball. He was actually like in the Theosophical Society with like Madame Blavatsky and all these other crazy people. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's given credit for it, but he was also like a, uh, like union officer, like civil war general. And so, and his whole name just makes you think he's a giant, you know, like historical actor of some kind or something. Well, like
2: yeah, that. he had but, nothing you know. to do with baseball. According to Michael Wan, he was just credited with yeah. it. He was just a civil war general who was a Mason and yeah, they
1: gave him credit because yeah, we'll get that. Yeah, this is just one thing here. There's other ones that I've seen, but I don't know who any of these people are if either if anyone here knows who who any of these folks would be, but you know.
4: Yeah, so, so you had the angels around the home run. That's what I was talking about. So the point of it is once you go through the two pillars and you become the third pillar, which is the the transhumanism, the godlihood that they're seeking. Um, immortality. That's why. That's why all this stuff with graphene oxide has been going on. Um, you know, injecting us with nanoparticles. They're trying to mess with our DNA and attach a third strand. They want to be able to, to oh. pretty much attach our DNA with that of an angel, with the you know whatever the blood is from the descendants. Um, it's they want to make us into what is it, Rafine? They want to they want to mutate
1: us. And isn't that ball right there? Like, I didn't really think about that. The baseball, it's kind of like that's the symbol for Pisces, isn't it? The zodiac symbol for Pisces? Or am I wrong? Mm-hmm. Let me see. It's something. I'll find it right now.
4: The triangle <coughs> represents manifestation. So, I mean, they're really trying to, uh, right now. Yeah, Pisces. What I'm is they're, they're, the way that everything's going right now is they're they're, they're working a lot on the Human Genome Project. I mean, I posted something the other day. I don't hear much people talking about Francis Collins, man. Um, but he's a part of the. He's the one that created the Human Genome Project uh, back in like the early '90s, mid '90s. And uh, they've been working on making us a god. He even wrote a book called "Languages of or uh, Language of God." He's, he believes that uh, God's real and all that. But in order for us to speak to him, we have to be gods. And he goes to Genesis 1 and 2, where he's actually talking about how uh, God made us in his image, but we're not reaching our full potential is what he's saying. So he's trying to get us on that level. And, you know, he's um, he's he's the one that's the, what is he? he's the boss of Fauci. You know, what I'm saying? all the attra- all the attention has been put on Fauci, but you have the head of NIH sitting here openly admitting he wants to, to change our DNA so that we can be God's. And you know what I'm saying, so it it's all they're all in the same same um same category uh, you know what I'm saying you got Fauci.
1: yeah, no yeah fauci, what were you gonna say'm
4: uh, i <laughs> so you got Fauci, you got Bill Gates, you got uh Collins, all these people working in unison, but all all everyone's focusing on is Bill Gates and uh fauci you know what i'm saying if if everyone turns their heads to who's in charge of everything who started all this stuff with the genome changing the dna then we would really be point you know we'd, we'd be like, we'd be closer to the source yeah
3: mm-hmm. wasn't that kind of like the whole thing like the people pretty much the people that, that rule the world are the people we don't even hear
4: about so exactly exactly oh. And then a lot of people don't know that, one, uh, what is his name? Von Braun was a born-again Christian. He claimed to be, as he's over at Disney and NASA doing what he was doing. So they're all, they were all seeking that, that home, that, that outer field where everyone's turning into an angel. They want to be gods. And that's really what all the agenda's been since Genesis 22, uh, 322 uh, through 324. They're searching for the third strand of DNA so they can have immortality. That's what they're really after.
1: Well, dude, and there's it, that it, whole... Sim- God right. I was just going to say there's that whole symbolism with the born again and this is something that I just learned and Jay, you know, you see so many people that say that they're born again like so many horrible people like George H.W. Bush, Poppy Bush as he's referred to, he when he was asked by Barbara Walters if he was a Christian, he said he kind of like got flustered. This isn't when he was running for president. I think he was on the campaign trail in 88 and he was saying... um, if If you are asking me if I was born again, then yes, I am Christian. because what they say when they go into a Masonic lodge, that is the uterus, and that that's what is represented in that., uh, the pillars would be the fallopian tubes, and there's all kinds of wild symbolism within the lodge itself. So when you go in and then when you come out of it, it doesn't matter what degree you are, or you know, any any level that you're at when you come out of the lodge, once you've entered, you're born again in that Luciferian religion, essentially. Um, So they can say that they're born again. And it's kind of, it's a bastardization of the whole Christian thing. And, you know, I don't know where I stand on that religion, but still.
4: Here's where you can, you can draw the line. Okay. So you have Christians, you have born again Christians, but what is the word Christian? When you break it down, uh, um, all it means is the anointed one. So they are following their their god who they believe is the anointed one so they're not being direct i guess is what you're you know they're leaving it very vague oh i worship god but what god are you worshiping who what 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 part of the bible are you following because there's two sides to it because there's duality to everything so they're they're on the other side they're actually trying to be gods and reach that that ascension and they're yeah. saying that they're following uh, the light you know, that's they talk a lot about the eye of providence and following the light
1: yeah yeah here's the all-star masonic baseball game yeah in uh, 1935 19... yeah <laughs>
3: that's crazy huh cool. wow was that, a, was that a card earlier Ryan that had like a ball is that what you what's that like something like masonic ball
2: yeah it was like a lodge
1: oh. invite okay. yeah and it was uh, it was called baseball and it was in 1911 it was just i thought it was interesting i'm just kind of going through looking at baseball shit here just that we can talk about but yeah, there's yeah. all kinds of stuff
3: I into that illuminati ball too but i never heard anything back so
1: did you, yeah, and, you
2: and you look at the stars I, I mean again what are what are they they're called stars they're called co- you know they, these people are are worship like heroes or gods And meanwhile, they're, I feel like they're just the distraction for what's going on behind the curtains, which is a giant, massive amount of money laundering. You know, and I, I, the more I get into and more I watch sports, entertainment, television, it's, it's all just a way to move money around essentially, because Mm. you look at these sports teams and they're just, I mean, I mean, you look at the numbers they're pushing around, it's astronomical. Like, it seems like monopoly money. It doesn't seem real. Um, yeah, it's
3: like, uh, it reminds me of like the Wizard of Oz, you know, how like it's like OZ gold, you know, and then it's like this tiny little guy behind the curtain running the machine and like all these other people can't figure it out until a little tiny dog starts yapping. And, you know, finally that's the way to do it. So, but it's just mm-hmm. kind of like, that's what it reminds me of. It's just like, you know, like the people behind this are just like probably just these, you know, everyone's fooled, man. Everyone's like, we're all, we're all, we're all kind of like under a spell. You know, that's why. Well, I think, and that you know, gets you
2: into the the whole our sports rigged, right? And and if if we get into that whole discussion, that's a, a totally different rabbit hole because, I mean, you can go on YouTube and there's ex NFL players that say, yeah, the game is rigged. There's a lot of not every game, obviously, but there's the important ones, and they're the ones that ha- are they're determined before the game, not by the play on the field, and. Yeah, just- uh,
0: yeah, I'm a big
3: city. So, so the, before the last Super Bowl, the AFC Championship, like the Patrick Mahomes play, where like he dances in the backfield for like 45 fucking minutes and never mm-hmm. gets rid of the ball. And then finally some guy jumps at, like, comes right at him and he, like basically tosses at him and fumbles it. It's like he had like all day to throw the ball and they would have won the game. But it's like for some reason, it's like, oh, is there supposed to be like a Bengals versus like Rams Super Bowl this year? Like is yeah. like, is that like the symbology they wanted to go for? Is that direction do they want the Chiefs to do it? They didn't want it this year.
2: Well, like, and a lot of it has to do with gambling, right? I mean, yeah. that's what it boils down to when when you think about it. And and we were talking about this just briefly beforehand. But sports gambling is it's growing. I mean, it's legal in I think like twenty states now, something like that. Um, but that the le- like we were saying, the legal gambling's like a, a blip on the radar compared to the illegal gambling you know so uh the the massive amount of money that's being pushed around and and the big time gamblers now are are starting to sh- be able to verifiably show where there's fixed games you know or where there's players taking dives and and where there's odd movements in lines uh or odd starts of lines um
3: yeah, it's- it's like we need like a last boy scout moment or something like that to happen for it to all like kind of pop out where the guy just pulls a gun and eventually starts shooting guys because he's gonna get whacked well I, I was like
2: i was watching this video today uh some tiktoker put out a conspiracy video about um basketballs having magnets in them and <laughs> that there's a lever that they can pull to to put on you know the the magnet field or whatever and what it does is it it rejects the ball. The ball will not go through the hole when they have the power on. So no matter what kind of shot you make, it's going to be drawn to the rim and hit the rim or get pushed away from the rim totally as an air ball. And I was like, dude, that's a wild that's interesting. idea.
1: That's a little far out, dude, because don't you think that could be? I mean, that had to be some strong magnets coming down. Here, you want course. to let me
2: see if I can find it here. On, that's uh...
1: interesting. Well, and Jeremiah said something really interesting, too. While you're looking for that, Matt, that uh, the Wizard of Oz shit with the dog barking. And that's what exposes this whole, you know, man behind the curtain, so to speak. That uh, dog's name in Wizard of Oz was Toto. Right. Yeah. And yeah. looking into that uh, just real quick, I just uh, searched online there's a couple of different meanings one it's basically like the equivalent of thor is one one definition of the name toto and then uh, another one here is a young one or a baby um or a child of the um yeah of like a you know a chief specifically for some reason so that's kind of a, an interesting thing cuz baby is another word for demon in uh in some language i forget exactly which one but you know we take these terms and we like you know honey is another one we take these terms of endearment yes. that are like really bad words and then we we make them good you know what i mean so it seems like our language is kind of cursed for one and then we see this symbolism even in like a simple little thing that you just said right there with a dog and wizard of oz barking and the name of that dog kind of referring to a demon or a baby or you know whatever so it's just weird dude
3: yeah or it could just be like a child is like just like the uh the, the pure one, the innocent one, you know,
1: who knows? So, Well, Babylon, like a baby, was a, was a child of Babel. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I remember just looking into this Freemasonry symbolism and like Luciferianism, baby is an ancient term for a demon. Like they used to call demons babies in a different language altogether, but it sounded like baby.
3: Yeah. When, so, uh, when you enter the Knights Templar from Freemasonry, uh, they call you uh, Zerubabel is what they call you like the process so which, which means seat of babylon so yeah you know all goes back to Nimrod, man and all that crazy stuff so
1: hell yeah is this this thing
0: oh yeah here you go all right did you know that the nba is rigged and they put magnets in their basketballs and it's because of the illuminati they own vegas and the house always wins We saw a slip-up when ESPN put out that the Warriors had a 3-2 lead over the Grizzlies before the game even aired. And this theory states that both the basketball hoop and the basketball are wired with on and off magnets. And these magnets are controlled by a guy behind the scenes. And they work both ways, either pushing the basketball into the hoop or away from it, causing a miss. So that means every clutch shot was pre-written down in a script and everyone knew it was coming. It was just a matter of time. It may not be for every game, but it's for the important ones for sure. Just like the WWE, the NBA is fake. And every basketball player is just a paid actor. Go ahead and ask Shaq. He is a Freemason, so he'd definitely know about it. What do you think? Mm.
1: <laughs> it's a little much for me, but I, I, I do like the theory. I think that oh, that's It's great kind for of... TikTok, you know? Yeah, it's fun stuff. You know, that's fun to talk about.
0: There's probably for
3: it. something there. There's There's gotta gotta be, to prove it. Well, um, you think about it. I mean, for-
2: there have been NBA refs that have been arrested and charged and convicted of fixing games. I mean, Tim Tim Donahue is, is the one that comes to mind. I mean, so it, we know that there have been games that have been fixed, whether it was intentionally by the league or by the referee, you know, like a rogue referee, which – you know it is a lot harder to believe, but hey, if you want to, you can. But it happens,
4: yeah, well, like, footballs yeah.
3: technically doesn't like basketball basically follow like the same like sports laws legally, like as entertainment companies like professional wrestling, you know, like all but the major, all, like, all those
2: all major sports are entertainment and and that that's an interesting point, Jeremiah, because in two thousand and ten, a guy tried a Jets fan, tried to sue the NFL for the Patriots cheating scandal. And it went to the Supreme court and he basically said, the Supreme court basically said, came back and said the, the fans don't have any uh, ability to sue because it's just, they're there for entertainment.
1: The only one that could would be Packers fans, right? If they own stake in the company in the Packers, because they're publicly traded. Yeah, but it's still entertainment. It's yeah. It, yeah.
2: So yeah, here, here like-
1: I'll read uh, I'll show you this. Uh where is it? That's you, so funny, dude. I was laughing cuz like the dumbest shit gets to the Supreme Court. You know <laughs> what I mean? Oh, it's so funny, dude. It's of the- Fucking uh another big one was like the size of uh, McDonald's burgers or Burger King burger sorry. They were suing. There was like a class action lawsuit going on because the burgers were getting smaller. It's oh like, yeah. Good. But oh, they were man. charging more. Well, it's inflation. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I I think that, you know, if you're getting that upset over a smaller burger at Burger King, that's a problem. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And then, like there was that investigation going into the McFlurry machine, why it's always down. Yeah. And it's like, dude, no one cares about Epstein, but talk about first world problems, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it
2: says right here that the the big four. Okay, the big four professional sports leagues, which are the NHL, the MLB, the NBA, and the NHL.
1: Uh,
2: they uh, What's it say? I can't see because my goddamn screen's in the way. Uh, they, trust
1: exemptions of revenue sharing. and teams, Do you want me to like read through it? If the teams within these leagues were truly independent entities, none of this would exist as it flies in the face of the free market companies they purport to be. Yeah, the NFL shares 70 to 75 percent of its 10 billion dollar a year income, including television broadcast, Internet rights and licensing ticket sales to split 66 percent. Good number yeah. of the uh, home team. And well, yeah. This just talks sharing. about revenue sharing,
2: Ryan, and how they split the money and the TV money in different leagues. But uh, okay. here it is. Uh, While we call these leagues sports, they are, in fact, businesses, and their business is entertainment. The NFL, for one, has actually argued this fact before the Supreme Court, as recently as 2010. Being entertainment, the leagues are legally entitled to do what is needed to entertain their audience, such as the creation and promotion of certain storylines. Despite arguments to the contrary, this makes the NFL, MLB, NBA, and NHL on par with professional wrestling as well as circuses, ballets, music acts, and magicians. Mm. And so it says the ticket you purchase to a sporting event is merely a license to see the listed event and reflects this on the notion of the sports being simply entertainment. So, and that's what I think the that
1: Supreme Court ruled. That's gotta be one of those legal loopholes though, dude. I, I just don't see every single one of those players being paid actors. And you know what I mean? Like you well, got your second string, your third string, go ahead. Sorry.
3: You no, know, I was going to say, like, they kind of can because, like, I think the only way these people can get in trouble as employees of these leagues is if they take bribes from outside of the league. So if the league's paying you a contract, a team's paying you a contract, like, everything you do is, like, could be, like, directed by the, them and technically,
1: like, wouldn't be illegal. In any Maybe sort there's of NDAs or something. I mean, I don't know. It just, it, to me, to me, that's a stretch. I understand that that sports can be rigged. And that's just me. You know, this is the debaters. You know, we're supposed to kind of argue about these things, I think. But. No, I just don't, I don't see that, man. I And I it, think could it could be that it doesn't involve the players,
2: Ryan. It could just be the yeah. officials, right? And the yeah, people running it sure. and like, you know, how they, they, the manager has to sit a certain player who all of a sudden has a hamstring injury or something on the day of the big yeah. game, you know, things like that, that they can do that. They don't have to necessarily, you know, have it happen on the court. It, it can happen beforehand and make sure that the event on the court doesn't It takes the turn they want it to take. Yeah, Well, yeah, and
1: those referees do wear black and white. That's it.
3: (laughs) They're already uh, pretty much like already like compromised anyway, though, a lot of them. Like a lot of them grow up really privileged kids. They already know where the best parties are at. You're a great basketball kid coming to my school, you know, or a football kid, whoever. It's just like they always kind of like they have like all these connections to drugs and parties and sex and all this other stuff. So I'm sure a lot of them are compromised, too, especially at the really talented ones.
2: Well, and a lot of them have gambling problems, major gambling problems. I mean, and you're seeing it now with like Phil Mickelson on the PGA tour. Um, (laughs) One of the reasons why he got kicked out is because he owed so much money and he wouldn't pay it up. Um, It was all gambling debts. And, you know, a lot of these guys and that's what they are. You know, they're adrenaline junkies. Look at Michael Jordan. That guy is Michael Jordan. He got, he got kicked out of the NBA for a few years and went over and supposedly played baseball, you know, and, and then came back and it was all right around the the time of the gambling issue with him. So, you know, it happens to all of them. And, and, and how many of these guys think about this? How many of these guys that, that sign multi-million dollar contracts are broke within five years of being out of the league? I mean, I mean it's just it's 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 mind-boggling like it doesn't seem like it's possible if they're actually making all this money that they could spend all of that money in that short of a time frame. Well look at right? their lifestyles. Yeah, but you I mean they pay people to take care of them, right? And 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 a lot of them have good handlers and they still n- screw it up.
1: I don't know man. Oh, too much.
3: But they probably uh I think I read somewhere like it's at least over half of it filed for bankruptcy at some point. Yeah.
2: You know, oh I yeah. Think- there's a documentary on uh, ESPN did a whole documentary on, and, and it's a lot of the NBA guys, they're, they're NBA and NFL. They, they tend to go. And, and it's funny because what they say in there too is what they do to these guys is, you know, they bring them into the league, they pay them all this money, but at the same time, They dangle all these carrots in front of them, like all this high end jewelry, all these fancy cars, all, you know, clothes and shit like that. And then they go out and spend all their money on this shit in a lot of these people's stores. So it's just like that money is just being funneled through. And that's why, I, you know, I talk about it now when I start thinking about it, I think of it as almost money laundering because it's just rich people passing money along, you know, from one to another.
3: Yeah. They just, they just, they are cycling these kids through. I mean, they're like, they're getting them, you know, like there's like, get them in college, get them hungry for all this stuff. And then like these kids, they don't have anything. They've never had anything in their life. And all of a sudden now they're in the league and it's just like, you know, you offer them like the whole world that they've never known. And like, they're going to jump at it without thinking about what they're doing at all. Like, you know so like they're and they're gonna they're not gonna know how to deal with all that like it's overwhelming for them they're not they're not young enough to do it and i think like now we're even doing that in sports where like they're trying to do this to like even young kids like they're trying to corrupt like kids man like i watch like 11 year old kids on youtube and these kids are like talking trash to each other like after they like shoot a three in each other's face and like they're doing the hand in the face stuff and all that and it's just like what is happening right now it's just you know it's like the whole like it's like it's purposeful like To like, to like, just kind of like corrupt children, corrupt their youth, you know, kind of like you know, degrade society. It's like kind of like what I think
4: is happening, just like throughout sports in general right now. So,
2: hey Jay, is is your son in sports? Not yet, but uh, yeah,
4: probably. I mean, I'm probably going to put him in uh, martial arts, though.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, That's where I started my son. Before I got into any like ball sports, we started with martial arts. And that was great for him because he had to focus and he had to get that like discipline respect thing, you know, for for his sensei. And and that helped him a lot. And then when he went into team sports now, now it it works out for him because he's learned how to focus almost. Because a lot of these kids, that's their biggest problem. They can't focus. So they get they get into these, these team environments and they're so used to all the attention being on them that they can't deal with it. And, and, and it's
1: a social thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's an issue.
1: Wrestling, dude. Wrestling. Like, if I had a kid, dude, he would be in wrestling as young as possible, man? I think that's a good. Well, and that's the, the, the equivalent
2: involved. is mixed martial arts now. Right. Because they're, they're yeah. doing the same same sort of thing, whether it's whether you're doing MMA, whether you're doing, you know, karate jiu-jitsu whatever you're doing i think all of those arts now are you know they're along that same line as
1: wrestling um well dude let me ask you this real quick To, to the for the idea of like you know and i know that you're not saying this but all sports being money laundering let's just say that that's the reality what about women's sports, dude? The the WNBA. Why is this not tapped into? Because these these girls, dude, are making like twenty thousand dollars a year at the highest levels. You know, because I mean?
2: no one wants to advertise. Because no one goes to the games. And, but if it's laundering, you could fake it. That's what oh, I'm saying. Oh, but that would be too obvious. You know, I mean, come on. I don't know. I mean, they're gonna I pay don't the women. They're gonna pay the women's soccer team as much as the men now. So, I mean, I don't. But I I don't think, I don't think, I mean, even the Olympics, I mean, look at the Olympics, that's a giant money laundering scheme. Sure. That whole bid to get the Olympics to your city, you know, I mean, and then you get the Olympics and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Don't you have
1: the Masonic colors all in that ring? They have that upside down star. I'll see if I can find that. All those rings are the same color as the Masonic five points. Well, Well, there is. Yeah
3: biggest pagan ritual like we, like in the world
1: well and you're starting
2: to see it more and more with the opening ceremonies and closing ceremonies yeah. now they're turning them into you know blatant rituals and not even really trying to hide it like you look at what was that one jay you and i were talking about that london one right with the with the dancing Whoa. nurses and all that stuff
4: And there's so many of them. I'd have to look at it again. Yeah. (laughs) Well, a lot, and and you know what it is, yeah. A lot
2: of them have sun. They're all sun worship stuff,
4: Mm -hmm.
2: right? And that's what it all goes back to. It's it's all the sun worship or the demons. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
3: that was 2012 London Olympics where that okay the stadium. It almost looked like a COVID cell and stuff like that, and then. Uh, there's all these boogeymen chasing all these kids, like these little orphan kids in beds. And then there's like nurses like tocking or something like that. I don't
2: know. So but yeah, it's all that cult symbolism, you know, and it's prevalent everywhere. I mean, we see it in the movies, we see it in in sports. It's, it's why would we expect any different? It's entertainment, it's all part of that bread and circus.
1: Yeah, dude. If you look at this shit right here, the only one that's missing is white but white is on the bottom. So like what we're looking at is Freemason star. Yeah. Cause you they have, would red have black,
2: blue. right? There's a black well, Olympic ring.
1: Yeah. And- there's a black Olympic ring, but you have this red, blue, green, um, yellow, and uh, black. But in this case, it's a white star. The white is on the bottom. That would be an inversion of what the actual colors are, which is all that except for white being black, which is on top. Yeah. So that's like a, that's a low key like symbol, like of the inversion and like, you know, as above so below as above, so below. Yeah. These are interlocked rings, which is a significant thing with the hexagram and the two triangles shit. That's wild, actually, man. That's a pretty, pretty interesting connection there. But there you go.
4: Yeah, that's the Eastern Star of Women's Society.
1: Yeah, the Freemason equivalent of women.
4: Yeah.
1: I bet you they fight like cats and dogs in that <laughs> Eastern Star society imagine that the fights at that level of fucking women power jeez dude. what do you think they do i mean we are talking what?
2: about these this is like the ultimate of ultimates i mean if you've ever watched like real housewives in new york that's like the g-rated version of what must go on yeah. in these mason lodges
1: did you so- see that hideous goat mask that sherry was wearing yeah. and sacrificed <laughs> that
2: kid that was awful all this <laughs> shit talking and backstabbing they do
3: yeah it's all the wives the guys from like eyes wide shut
1: oh dude that's a great movie dude oh, i love okay. that movie man oh no, it's great He's He's best. Best
4: in colorado for real though um i worked at the broadmoor when i first moved here to colorado probably Man, probably 10 years ago but uh i was uh doing a banquet it was a high profile bank with a bunch of millionaires and uh all of a sudden um i started noticing there was a lot of a lot of drag in, in the crowd a lot of you know looked like they were paid prostitutes or something it was it was a strange it was like this person may be worth millions and he's sitting next to a, a trans it was like with the trans and then um After the party, I told my friends, "Like man, um, so you're doing the ballroom tonight, right? Um, He's like, yeah, man, it's a closed door uh, uh, setup or whatever. I was like, sweet. He he hits me up later that night and he's like, dude, they were all wearing masks. And he's like, dude, it was like in eyes wide shut. He's like, Mm -hmm. the shit was weird. He said it was about, it, it lasted for about two hours. He said he left and it probably went on another couple of hours. Like all closed door, you couldn't get in. Nobody knew what was
1: going on inside there.
4: It
1: was fucking weird. Dude, I would love to go to one of those man. Like undercover. <laughs> I would love dude, to see like I would go undercover, man. You got to like, pull in like, really... Alex Jones.
2: Yeah. When he when he yeah. went into. Uh, yeah, because that was Grove. real, right? <laughs> 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 dude, I got a beer the other day. That's a Bohemian Grove beer. Nice. Pretty yeah, man. What yeah. are you doing? You doing a? Uh, you're going to start doing a conspiracy
1: beer review. Yeah, I'm going to I got a Chicago voice character that I'm going to be introducing. And he's going to be just doing beer reviews while he's also talking about like maybe some like borderline racist stuff because it's (laughs) Chicago. It's going to be like 80s 80s Chicago. Uh,
2: Oh, dude. That was a great skit on Saturday Night Live when they had the Bears uh, and the Bulls. Oh, yeah. With with Ditka. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Coach Ditka hoisting the trophy up, you know? And they're going to. That was, uh, what's his name from Cheers, right? Yeah. There was a lot of lot of people on there, dude. You know, you got, yeah, uh, Chris Farley. Great, great yeah, skit.
3: Was Dan Hecker in it now?
2: Probably. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, he was yeah, like one were- of the guys in the chair, right? He was the, the other guy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Remember when yeah, he died,
2: is- they went to his funeral? They <laughs> had, they had in his... That- one one of the guys it? died and they had a funeral for him. Dude, that was a great uh, Well, because they were all dude. having heart
1: attacks. So like yeah. he's on his fourth heart attack over there, and like <laughs> they're just going through it, dude. It's so funny, man. It's one of the best. And the guy's like trying to give himself like fucking resuscitation. And he's choking <laughs> on a chicken wing. But yeah, dude, it's just like that that culture of Chicago in the eighties is so funny to me, man. Oh. So, be doing a few beer reviews. But now look at it now. It's a shithole. Yeah, well, that's one of the things that I'm going to kind of incorporate. It's going to be uh, Shirak Dave is his name. There you go. Yeah, dude, it'll be fun, you know? Got to change it up a little bit. Yeah, dude. But anyway.
3: Speaking of Chicago, and I was thinking about the Bulls and Jordan, it's like, I always thought it was kind of weird how his last three titles, he won each one in six games. I don't know if there's anything to do with that. 96, 97, 98, he won six, six, and six. I think he won them all in six except for the first one. In 91, he won in five games. So maybe, maybe he fucked up or something.
4: And I'm sure with him, man, I mean, the Looney Tunes breakdown is, is is too in your face. So for him to not be a part of it, he has to be stupid.
1: The Space Jam <laughs> yeah. chat.
4: Yeah, man. The Looney yeah. Tunes uh, with Michael Jordan. Uh, the first one? All your worship. Yeah, the first one. Dude, you what? know what? And if you pay I, attention to the digits, uh, there's a lot of as above, so below. So it'd be like six nine, six nine, or uh, is some yeah. weird numbers on Oh, and the, on the this scores screen. and stuff. When, yeah, in the last battle.
1: When you think about it, he goes underground too, right? He gets sucked through a golf hole, and that's when he goes. So maybe that's yeah. like a portrayal. Dude, I watched a, a great movie, and I forgot that this was actually my favorite movie as a kid. Since we're talking about Space Jam and shit, Rescuers Down Under, dude. I watched it yesterday as an adult, and I watched this shit. Uh, fucked up movie dude and you know what is crazy the two main mice in there are from the united states and hungary hungary is where george fucking soros is from dude you know what i mean it's insane and and like i don't know it's just it it was really really good to watch again
2: so what what were the afterthoughts you see it a little differently than you
1: did as a kid oh of course man but i mean like the symbolism is really well done like i have a respect for that symbolism yeah, it's really dark and it's 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 messed up to introduce it to kids. But, you know, going back and looking at this stuff is it's brilliantly done. Like the the, the whole goal of the movie is to save that that eagle Marahuti. Right. And like she's the golden eagle. That's got some Phoenix symbolism in there. There's pedophile references because the kid is captured. I mean, it's a fucking well done movie, dude. And the rats are the ones that save the kids. And they refer to all four of us and everyone in society as rats at the World Economic Forum. Yuval Harari says that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's just it's a very well done as far as symbolism goes, dude. And it's so funny. Like I'm talking about fucking rescuers down under, like it's a masterpiece, but it is. I mean, it, it it's very well done, dude. Yeah,
2: we're oh, and that's uh, what they say. I mean, Thomas Thomas talked about that on uh on, on Sam's show about the you know. All the occult symbolism in the Disney films, and it's supposed yeah. to be there. You know, they put it there for a reason. But it's, it's not so over the top that it's, you know, going to scare you away. But it's there so that it still leaves an imprint on you.
4: Yeah, it's all awesome. sim. It's all. Um, damn, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry. Like, I, well, um, it was, adults so are portrayed as is- what it's called, I believe, subliminal cuts
1: maybe never it's just, that they time.
4: do like small snippets in there in the the film like you you can't even see it but it's sublimely put in your mind over and over
1: yeah, you'd have to go frame by frame to try and like see it
4: yeah yeah it's like mm. they it's like the dick and fight club
3: if yeah like, yeah you have to go those were see in your them.
1: face a little bit you'd see mm-hmm. those cutaways though right in Fight club
3: yeah the you know the secrets behind the curtain kind of thing it's like mm. this type but like they're not sure they saw it, but they did see it. A
4: big old dick, I think, is what he says in the movie. So, yeah, it's in well, the mermaid, too. Oh,
1: oh yeah, dude, of course. In the freaking title of that, the cover. But no, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, even in that Rescuers Down Under, all the adults are portrayed as idiots. The kids are smart and the animals are smart. Um, like, you don't even see the mom's face. And then the, the uh, criminal, this poacher, is a complete moron. You know, and he, he, he references that he didn't graduate third grade for nothing. And you know what I mean? Like they, they go back and they make it a point that the adults are idiots. So that's kind of funny too. Well, it's that
2: programming. It's trying to separate the kids from their parents. It's trying to, you know, let them know that they don't need adults. They can do it on their own. And, And it starts at that age and, you know, look where it's gotten us now. Now you got people on a mission to turn all kids trans, which is like the total inversion of reality.
3: Yeah, I know. Like once I saw *Land Before Time*, man, I thought I knew it all. I was like nine years old.
1: It's <laughs> an underrated one, honestly.
3: That was my favorite when I was a kid. I th- I still have like a little foot doll that's you know older than most of my ex-girlfriends. So,
1: dope. Do you fuck it? <laughs> <laughs> <Your> ex <ex-girlfriend? laughs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good to meet you, though. You know. <laughs> No, man. Um, no, you just mentioned ex girlfriends So I thought I'd ask, but dude, yeah. yeah, no, that stuff is, it, it's, cla- the, there's the, the classic ones that probably don't have as much symbolism. You got like Lion King, um, jungle book was like, if, like, if you were to ask me and, you know, I wasn't thinking about this rescuers down under, which was my favorite movie that and Aristocats was like, and the, and the lady in that I think was Hungarian too. the cat, the mom cat, so, you know, but yeah, there's these big ones. And then there's these kind of like more niche ones, like Lady and the Tramp is probably another one with some pretty dark symbolism within that. Robin Hood. Uh, Robin Hood's huge, right? With that stuff. I don't know, man. Um, what was that other one? Fox? A lot and of Hound?
4: Babylonian stuff in Lion King.
1: like yes. a lot of it
4: from the beginning all the way to the end. It's almost like um, it was wrote After Nimrod. I mean, they're, they're standing on Pride Rock about things. They're facing the east <laughs> Bar. I mean, it's, it's, it's in your face and on uh, The Lion King.
1: Well, that was one thing I was going to ask, too, is where are all the, the seven deadly sins represented in our culture? Because, like, everyone's saying there's some great memes out there about Pride Month, and then it, like, shows, like, a, a, a person hugging a, a dog, and the dog says Pride Month, and then there's a sad kitten in the background. And it's like the six other deadly sins waiting for their month. You know what I mean? And it's like, we have pride month. I think that we were talking about greed a little bit with the, with the gambling, but like, how are all these other deadly sins represented so much in society? Lust, probably on like Pornhub and shit. Yeah. But gluttony you know, is a right? daily
2: thing now. I mean, what is gluttony? Yeah. I mean, you just look around. I mean, most Americans are obese.
4: And when you go into the pride month, I mean it's pride and vanity, it's the original sin. And so that, that's why they push that one the most. Well, those sin are sin. separate now. All right? sins come all sins come from pride and vanity. Oh, from the, okay. sin, from the sin, from the original sin of Lucifer. It was his pride, his sure. vanity. That's what caused the fall. That he wanted to be God, he didn't want to just he didn't want us being created you know what i'm saying and it made him jealous so he had he had it was a pride and vanity pride led to vanity then it just kept going on after that to the seven deadly sins interesting
1: and then but vanity is separate from pride now isn't it because you I mean, got pride vanity envy sloth greed gluttony wrath, envy, and wrath i hope i didn't repeat any. but yeah i think yeah i got seven there but yeah, it's and then the seven holy virtues. No one fucking talks about, man. You know what I mean? Those are the ways to combat the the sins. So, but well,
2: you're going to start seeing it more and more programmed into all television. I mean, that's basically what Netflix is. Netflix is just
4: the haven for the seven deadly sins. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll notice, man. If, even if you look at the ancient stuff, um, like I'm, I say, ancient. I mean, like old Disney um they're always even with mickey mouse they're always pulling a, a lot of symbolism uh pulling stuff from the other side getting trapped on the other side and now we have stranger things doing the same thing but now it's going to the new youth you know they're, they're they even had the satanic panic as they had johnny depp on stands um, and you know he's the best friend damien Echols.
2: yep from west memphis right the west west memphis uh, three
4: Yep. Yep. And that and that's in trouble that, again. <laughs> I wonder if they're gonna put that on trial. Do let me ask you this. What do y'all what do y'all think about the Bitcoin crash? The the stock market crashing as we're moving into inflation. Oh, it's expected. I think it's all gonna crash.
2: You know, I think it's all part of their their plan for the new reset, right? They're gonna to have to yeah, re yeah. they're gonna to have to reset everything. You cannot have, you know, the the whatever you want to say, the petrodollar and and or a crypto i mean if one goes
4: down they both have to go down to make this reset happen right Yep. and then they're gonna uh, then that's where you get the phoenix you know you destroy to create Mm -hmm. and through that will be the digital world that's what they want to destroy what we have now and make it make everything digital
2: yeah and what's funny is everyone's taking it literally right like the world is going to end and much like what happened with the mayans You know, it's not, it's not a, a, a physical end to the world. Now, there may be some catastrophic event that tends to hurt a little bit, but it's not going to be an entire wipeout of, of civilization. It's going to be a reset of civilization, much like we've seen over and over throughout history. It's happened multiple times and, you know, yeah, it's, it's probably driven by some cataclysmic events, you know, like they may they may run another, you know, like fake Carrington event and anybody that's not familiar with the Carrington event, it was back in, I think it was the 1870s where it was gi- basically a giant energy release, um, which would be the equivalent to an EMP strike nowadays. Air and, flares
3: and stuff
2: like that. Yeah. And, and it, 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 it's just, it was so, and some people say it didn't happen. Some say it did. It's one of those kind of debate where you want to go with it, but, I've been listening to people lately and they're starting to lean towards, you know, if things are going to go down, it's got to be that sort of type event that they can blame on taking everything down, you know, because it would have to take the internet out, right? It would have to wipe everything on the internet, which would basically clean the slate for them. You know, if you you can't access any digital records anymore, they're gone. You know, the only data that's left and and think about that from a book standpoint too, because what have they been doing? They've been pushing a lot of books digital lately. And what happens to the physical copies? Well, a lot of them are being destroyed. So once that digital copy goes away, now there's no proof of those books. And now that makes that reset even easier as we go
4: through. Nope. They've already done the lockdowns once. I mean, who's to say they're not going to do another lockdown? Like, completely shut everything down one day. We'll wake up, no electricity, no nothing. Uh, Internet's gone. Could be a complete blackout. People will lose their mind, dude. There's people that wake up in the middle of the night checking their phone. You yep. know? So, imagine, imagine if it's not there. They can't talk to their friend in another country. I mean, people will be... I can't go it. on
2: Facebook. They can't go on, you know? Like, the people... That's what would freak people out the most, right? I don't think it, talking to family and friends would freak the social media for some of these people, especially some of these, you know, tweens mm. that they're going to be in trouble, man, their lives are going to be flipped upside down. And, and there could be some very irrational behavior that takes place.
1: Well, then think about it too, though, from like the perspective of someone that's more sane and more grounded. Um, you know, I don't have any kids. But I'm sure your kids have phones. You know what I mean? And you won't be able to contact them. So it would drive everyone a little bit crazy. Like it's not, you know, some people are going to are going to hit it harder and they're going to fucking really actually go nuts because like they're going to have their fake panic attacks because they can't, you know, log on to Instagram or whatever. But I mean, it is going to be kind of interesting because we built a culture where like you have to be able to call your kid if you want to know where they're at. Right. When I was a kid, that wasn't what it was. You're, And if you were out while the sun went down, then maybe something was wrong. But you know what I mean? That's not the case anymore. You got to check in. There's constant communication, it seems, with parents and kids. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know. I think that it'll fuck with everyone, big time, um, like mentally.
3: Yeah, I live here in uh, Missouri, and if they're like, oh, it's going to snow like two inches. You go to the grocery store, and the place is a packed house, and there's nothing left to buy because everyone thinks it's the end of the world. So, you know, it's just like snow a little bit. And that's just like, that's just the way kind of people seem like, at least around here. It's how a lot of them act. So.
2: Well, we saw in 2020, right? There's a virus and we ran out of toilet paper. Explain <laughs> the rationale behind that. Right. That's just that herd mentality, right? You, you, you think there's going to be a scarcity, so go buy it up. And like you said, Jeremiah, what do people buy? They buy milk and bread. Like there's not going to be milk and bread two days later when the snow melts. You know, I mean, we're not talking about this, you know, catastrophic blizzard. We're talking about a couple inches of snow and these people are prepping for the end of the world. Now, they may lose power for a couple hours
4: at best. I mean, it's 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 It's
2: funny.
1: storable food.
2: Yeah,
4: we're so (laughs) pampered. I'd like to go back to the Jade Helm, because I mean, if you look, if you look. From 2000 and now, everything that's been happening, you know, the Twin Towers going down then the one tower being erected. So that's, that's the the Phoenix rising from the ashes into one form, uh, which is the third pillar. And then you have all these things start playing out 2008 recession. They, so they, they had a reason to spend all this money to inflate the dollar. I mean, that's what we're dealing with right now is everything from 2001 till now. Uh, so when you break down everything that's happening, they had Jade Helm. Uh, So you had the, what, Mayans 2012, then you had Jade Helm 2015. um, And then shortly after that, you had Donald Trump. So then everyone's eyes were on Donald Trump the next year, um, forgetting all about Jade Helm happening and how they mapped out our entire area and how the human psyche works before they started working on Trump. And then in Trump, it went to uh, COVID-19. So, I mean, I feel like we're in a big simulation and we're the targets, you know, um, what what you hear
1: about Mountain Guardian too, Jason. Did you hear or did you hear about that? Shit?
4: Uh, the, which one was that the one in Canada or oh, that was Canadian Leaf? No, no Canadian. it
1: was in uh, it was in uh, Colorado and it was the biggest terrorist exercise ever. And it was called uh, <laughs> Operation Mountain Guardian, initials OMG, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, you had this massive thing, and I, w- I was talking about it similar to Jade Helm. There was a uh, radioactive exercises that were going on in Texas, I think. A couple weeks ago, actually, that were similar to Jane Helm, too. But there was a key element that I was talking about where they took a select group of parents and they volunteered and they relocated these kids to the Colorado Rocky baseball stadium Uh, and the the parents had to go and check in. To get their kid now my point was what happens if there's food shortages or some sort of terrorist attack and they relocate all the kids to the baseball stadium and they say okay hey come pick up your your kids parents go in mindlessly and they're frantic they say hey i want i want my fucking kid right now give me you know whatever i gotta do i'll sign the paper meanwhile they go into the stadium and they're locked in the stadium you know what i mean all the parents all the kids and they say hey you got to get your vaccines. You got to do whatever you want, whatever we want you to do in order to get out. Or or maybe they'll just fucking hold them in there. You also see this with uh, with the hurricane, um, the big what was it in, in uh, Katrina, uh, in Louis Katrina. Yeah. yeah, Katrina, where all these people and also in uh, in Texas with Harvey. With I Harvey mean, went. there's a stadium just, aspect uh, to
4: this <laughs>
1: Yeah and maybe it goes back to the whole thing that we were talking about earlier where these stadiums harness all this fucking weird energy where people are put are investing their emotions into these events that go on you know week in and week out and then you know maybe these are kind of like the burial ground so to speak or something for some sort of event like you know a reset type situation
4: Well I mean if they take all the internet away from us all the, all that's away from us they put us under lockdown they already know everyone's going to go under lockdown Whenever they're everything, like they know that people are going to go panicking, but once they're able to lock us all down, then we're isolated. We don't have no way to call anyone. So then they can literally start doing an exercise of taking us out one by one, house by house. Who would know? Yeah. yeah. We've already been isolated. We don't know what, what happens around the block unless we pick up our phone. Nobody's, it's not yeah, like, I just don't, there. I just
2: think that's way too big of an effort. I, I don't, I don't see that flying. I mean, it's one of those where, you know, I, I look at the place where I live just for them to come around and round up all the people in the apartment complex. I just don't see it happening. You know, not the local cops. It would have to be foreign troops that are here doing it because I can't see the National Guard doing it. I can't see the local police. I can't see the state it police. Have to be foreign. Yeah. yeah.
1: I don't know, man. Think about the how the police performed in Uvalde. You know they they were following orders like nazis dude you know what i mean even though yeah, they, they knew, weren't going into
2: people's dude. houses and pulling them out you know that's but there gonna was be kids a whole getting murder fight
1: there was kids getting murdered though which i think is much more serious and they were standing down because they were told to by one fucking lousy ass cop that got a promotion i think that's more serious you know what i mean and these are all tests i, th- I feel like dude you know what i mean and it's it's scary because you do see that when there is some sort of repercussions on the other end, let's say a cop did go in and break his superior's rule, maybe he would get fired, or you know, maybe the guy's got a couple years left for his pension. Yeah, but or whatever. you're telling
2: me he can't get a job somewhere else. No one else I mean, is going to hire a hero cop that just saved a school full of kids. You know, I mean, come, I but mean, they don't
1: think like that. In that I moment, don't know.
2: I just think it, it, it was a, too convenient that they just stood down.
1: It was. I'd be interested to see how it would go on. If I mean, it was and they like did, but they did the event. same thing in,
2: in in Connecticut too. You know, during San that York. shooting. I mean, it is the same thing. They they stood down and they they waited. They didn't go in the school right away. I mean, so it's kind of their M O. It's I don't well, know.
1: they no longer serve and protect. That's not the I, yeah. Anymore.
2: I I just I, I, I the police force has changed. Yeah, in the last. 20 to 30 years they've went from you know like the the old way was protect and serve and now it's just obey and combine or whatever the word is it's almost like
3: mob rule almost in a way i'm sure you'll that cop will hear of him dying in a few years under questionable circumstances or something like that so
2: well that's the thing (laughs) now now it's like what what happened to policing Right. I mean, you can go in and shoplift all you want with no repercussions, as long as under a certain dollar value. And it's fine. It's like almost it's accepted in society now. And it's like, what what world are we living in where this is acceptable that people can just go in and take what they want and know there's no repercussions whatsoever? Yeah.
3: I've heard, uh, especially like in Seattle and Portland and San Francisco. I don't know if this is true or not. This is just what I've heard from people that live out there and the people I know that live out there. But like they're just saying, like there's prostitutes literally everywhere. Mm. Like drive down major streets and there's just prostitutes like everywhere up and down the streets. I guess that's like the big big employer out there right now. So
1: that's the next taboo thing that I think will be fully legalized is you know drugs are on their way to being legalized and I think prostitution will be a close a close thing to follow, man. You know what I mean? Cause the, the, the logic there is, is pretty clear, honestly, you know, if, if it's legalized, it can be regulated and then people are not going to be hurt anymore from it. Meanwhile, illegal shit's going to continue go, to go on, but it's same way with, with like weed, you know, weeds basically legal now nationwide almost, but there's still plenty of illegal sales. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and and it
2: was interesting talking about, you know, sports gambling before, I find it interesting that at around the same time frame, weed and sports gambling are being legalized together. And pushed. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, time, pushed yeah. hard. Yeah. You know, like I don't know.
1: If you don't what? like smoking to get the C B D, you know, you just get this weed in your body somehow. You know what I mean? It's crazy.
3: Yeah. There you go. There's uh gluttony.
1: Boom. Yeah. Consume. Yep.
2: Yeah. But that's the society we live in. It's a gluttonous society from top to bottom. I mean, that's it's all about consumption, right? There's no, very little creation. It's just consume, consume, consume.
3: Yeah, don't think about anything. Don't you dare do that.
2: Well, that's the worst sin, you know? And and (laughs) wait, wait till the sins change and thinking is going to be number one. It's going to be like, yeah, oh, you did that? Free thought? Nope, nope, nope. It's it's I, I mean we are in '84. I mean, you look at 1984. This this is textbook right now.
1: Can we say too that uh maybe the pandemic introduced sloth into society because everyone gained weight? I mean, a lot of people gained weight, a lot of people sat around people don't want to work, people don't want to go back to the office. Yeah, you know what I mean.
3: Yeah. Then and that shit. leads to then you don't have shit and you want what everyone else has
2: you know and that's the envy to get us to socialism or communism where everybody's equal you know everybody gets treated equally
4: yeah eliminate envy yeah it'll be digital communism
0: yeah
1: yeah Yeah, dude that that would be a good episode man like try and like dig deep into like all these different sins and how they're how they're like being pushed upon us in like subliminal ways, man. Because you have vanity through social media big time. Oh yeah. and um envy could also come through like the Kardashians and shit like that, reality TV, television, yeah, influencers. You know, like you see these influence, yeah, dude. Influencers on like Instagram, they're like, I just bought a golden toilet and we're gonna take a shit in it. And that's like what some of the biggest stars on Instagram and YouTube do. It's just rich people doing normal shit. In a nice house. That's all that it is. So that's yeah, about
4: idolatry. That's all it's all idolatry right now.
1: Yeah. What's that? Yeah.
4: What's that? Idol uh, worship. Worshiping idols. Yeah, worshiping
1: idols. Oh, okay. Yes, nice. all the
4: stars, people, um, you know, Nicki Minaj, uh Lil Wayne, any of these people.
3: Mm. Billions. Yeah. Like Elon Musk, you know, it's just
2: know, they yeah. Well, and that's the same thing. I mean, going back, the same thing as sports, right? And that's where we are now. It's all about worship. We, you know, we we listen to what LeBron James has to say about a virus, right? And this dipshit didn't even go to college. He doesn't know shit about science, you know. And and we're gonna listen to him for medical advice. It's like, get the He's fuck a, out of here. Yeah, he
3: has chosen one written on his back, tattooed on his back. That's like FISA, you know, that's You know, false idol worship there. And then, you know, he's, I'm pretty sure he's in like the boule.
2: His symbol is is the lion.
3: Yeah. I think the boule, like black Freemasonry or something like that. Like, I think he's, he's in some, he's in some like really weird groups. And he always talks about how he had to go to like, he went to like ballet classes and stuff as a kid, but he didn't really know like how he got to the gym. And I don't know, just, but you know, the guy, like, I've never liked LeBron. He always gave me that feeling like there's just, like, there's just, there's something dirty about the guy and it's just like and it kind of find, you kind of find out just doesn't dig on lebron james he's not he's not that good of a dude so
1: what about yeah. his uh social media handle king james i mean that's the whole thing in itself you know what i mean yeah
2: referencing the bible right? you know all this shit
1: the first book he ever printed the king james bible with the guggenheim press right so yeah
2: weird you look at all yeah. those guys though but then you look at guys like Dwayne wade who's kid is trans and like all these guys that get to the big time or you know or you look at snoop whose son had to wear a dress and all these people man they have to go through these shame rituals and and they do this shit there's a price to pay for this fame right i mean dwayne wade was a basketball player was doing nothing all of a sudden his kid goes trans and now he's got a tv show funny how it works I always
3: feel like everything's initiation with these guys. Like everything they do, so
2: yeah, it's 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 either a sacrifice, literally, right? Like you're sacrificing someone in your family, or you're making a humiliation sacrifice where it's either you or someone in your family. Because you look at look at some of the shit that Russell Westbrook walks around the street. I mean, come on! You're telling Um, me that this this is this is legitimate? (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean come on yeah. let me pull up some of that i gotta i gotta show you some of these because
1: uh, these are
4: it well, looks i like did want to eco-penal. yeah
1: i did want to clarify i said guggenheim press i meant gutenberg i just caught myself like after i said that already the gutenberg press not the gutenheim press just for anyone that might have caught that that sounds yeah. retarded to say the wrong name referencing that my bad
3: it's all right right when guggenheim the guy got killed on the titanic
1: Yeah, well, Guggenheim was a guy that died on the Titanic. There's a Guggenheim like museum and shit. Yeah, Guggenheim is a massive name, but Gutenberg was the one that did the press. So, just in case anyone was going to talk shit later, about me just completely fucking that up. But yeah, (laughs) dude, it's crazy, man. There's so much symbolism, man. You know, uh, have you been looking at anything new, Jason? Like, you're always into that shit. I saw you post in quite a bit about something i forget what it was
4: um here lately i've just been posting on the dna um that chick
1: that girl musician who was that which one it's like a blonde chick musician the transgender one yes yeah
4: yeah give me a second I, i'll pull it up i know what you're talking about i can't hey jay the
2: while, while you're looking that up did you happen to see during the queen celebration how they lit the three-strand <laughs> DNA.
4: Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That's why I've been posting this stuff back on the Human Genome Project. So I'm trying to divert the attention back to who we should be paying attention to. The person that's pushing the jab, um, NIH, uh, Francis Collins. Yep. He, he was around with around the time of Warner Von, Von Braun. Werner Von Braun. Well, I and Collins is one of
1: those 13 bloodlines.
4: And, and he's a Yale,. Yeah. So yeah. Really fun. And he's wrapped up in the Genesis, just like the, the Skull and Bones.
1: Oh, uh, Collins shit. went to the moon. Fun fact. A lot of people don't know that the third man on the Apollo 11 mission was a Collins. Michael Collins, right? Really? Okay. Yeah, you have Buzz Aldrin, Neil Armstrong and Michael Collins.
2: And I got a 12 inch dick, dude, if you believe they went to the moon.
1: Hey, hey, I don't believe. But that's the narrative that they're telling you. Those are the three wise men going to the eastern star right there. dude. Yep. you know what I mean?
2: Oh, it's such a ritual. Yeah. Let alone oh, yeah. that that nice Jeep chassis with some lawn chairs taped to it that they're driving around on a lunar surface in.
1: Wrapped in tinfoil and shit?
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> I mean, come it's on. Just, it's just a, I found it right here. It's Kim Petras. Petras?
1: Kim Petras. From
4: Europe? Huh.
1: Petras. Petras backwards? Petras. That sounds like some kind of like demon name.
4: Sartep? <laughs>
1: yeah, Sartep. Sartep. I'm about Nick. to blow your fucking minds right now. I bet you Sartep means something. I right,
2: see it, Rye. Get us. <laughs> let's check. I'll so, duck, duck, uh, go it. <laughs>
1: Sartep yeah, so they, they,
4: they, is... She did a song. She did a cameo with Paris Hilton at the same time. They're pushing... I'm sorry, I said her. Him. I said, it was a little boy, and they changed... do no, misgender this, like, her. ...like eight years ago. So it's still a dude. Um... But, you know, I posted on it, man, it it looks like a normal dude. And then uh, they changed him into a transgender girl. And now they're pushing him as the new Paris Hilton. He even did a cameo with Paris Hilton, like a sex object. It's a transgender. So there's little boys that are going to be like, oh, gosh, she's so hot. Dude, go to go to Kim Petra. I, 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 uh, I bet you'll see what I'm, I'm talking about. It's worse than Twitter. Go to go to Kim Petra's Instagram page. Read the comments. There's there's boys and girls talking about how beautiful she is and how great she is, and she has at least a million followers or, or more. So kind of it kind of shows you what they're doing. They're trying to blend the the genders because, like I said, you have the two pillars. Once you merge it into one and 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 you become what they believe Elohim, where we're trans transhuman, we've we've ascended into this godly form where we're half robot, half human. There won't be no point in. Uh reproduction, so they need to blend both the male and the female. Um you see what I'm talking about? Yep, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah, dude. We got uh,
1: a. <laughs> I I did kind of, I did kind of find a mind-blowing thing here with SARTEP. Uh Sartep. since it this is a transgender, you said that it was a male to female. yeah, it. male to
4: female, it was male a to dude. female.
1: So So. Sartep is a salami company. So they cut off that dick, and now you know salami is (laughs) definitely a dick reference. (laughs) That's everywhere, right? (laughs) No, that's kind of funny, dude. That's a convincing tranny, dude. It's dark. Yeah, man. That's what
4: I'm saying. And and dude, you can pull her up. She got the black and white right there. There's a lot of symbolism, a lot of mirror images.
1: Yeah, click on one that's close up. It's wild, dude. That's I I mean, it's click on one, not that one. Like one of just her. Like, yeah, I mean, you see that somewhere. You're not gonna think twice. You know what I mean? And that's unless you know. Yeah, that's dark, dude. Yeah, like, and you see that with like other other folks too. Like freaking, uh, dude. Yeah, I mean, come on, that's wild. That is a that's the Mona Lisa of transgenders, as they say. Forty-year-old <laughs> no, right. version, right. right?
4: She did a cameo with, uh, and uh, you know, I said say Christina dogs, Aguilera. That's
2: fucked yeah.
1: up. <laughs> King Kong yeah, with like, a like, giant so, dong. No, well, she shit. doesn't have a dick though. No, yeah. not
4: anymore. No, Makes it's you so... think of
1: Yeah, it, it was. It was like eight years old whenever it was removed, I believe. Yeah, click that. Come on, that's not. That is, are we sure that this is real? (laughs) I mean, have you checked under the hood? No, I I haven't.
0: I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I
1: don't. I mean, yeah, that's a scary thing. Dude, imagine that this thing is hitting on you and then you go back to its house and then it pulls out a fucking Pringles can.
4: Yeah. Just just slaps it on your cheek it's it's, in, it's it's getting increasingly more uh accepted. It's, it's, so it's a tolerance to do as thou wilt. Well,
1: who's
3: the one guy like Harry oh, Styles? Yeah, oh, here, here he, he goes. Styles.
1: What's this at Disneyland Disney. dog? Yeah, Harry Styles is another weird one, man. Cause a lot of uh even older folks really uh accept his weird shit because somebody he fell out off, of the balcony
2: say. at his show last night.
1: Oh, good, yeah. That's- <laughs> makes sense yeah dude yeah that's a good find jason that's fucking good kim yeah. petra's go check out that that is and just, check out sartep salami t- That's a real sartep. company <laughs> Real uh, company.
4: yeah the way that i found her was the from the stranger things i was going into the season four and looking at every single aspect of it uh, especially that the song that they made famous with what was it running up that Something, hill run up the run up that hill Whenever you look at all the symbolism, it's all the same. And there's other people, too. There's, uh, let's see.
1: With Stranger Things, did you see what kind of frozen food they sell in grocery stores near you? Can you guess? Say what? Frozen food that Stranger Things has been marketing at at, at Walmart.
4: Blood or brains or something.
1: Pizzas, dog. Frozen pizzas from Stranger Things. Yeah, at Walmart's wild right
4: yeah that's wild
1: man. <laughs> well it's funny
2: jay because that that song got covered i want to say in, right around 2020 and you know i had never heard it I, and i actually Ooh. i liked the, the cover of it and downloaded it and then when i started listening to or watch stranger things and i heard it i'm like oh shit this song's from the 80s and i went back to the original and i was like oh
4: man this is different but yeah that's okay. that's too- wild when you break down what the, when you break it down, Kate Bush from 1986, uh, running up that hill. Um, if you look through it she's literally telling you about the, the ascension into godlihood, like the yep. entire thing and how she, she wishes she could trade places with God, but that's mocking Jesus because that's what Jesus did. He, he traded places with us in front of God and we, he, he, he bared the sin. So it was, it's all, it's mocking the entire Genesis and, and uh, new Testament, like the entire song. And if you look at the cover of the song, man, she's holding up a bow and arrow like Nimrod. So. Yep. Yeah, or like, there's a lot of symbolism on that one yeah. Kate
2: bush interesting enough was also involved in the 2012 olympic ceremony somehow she was tied in because when i was doing research for that i remember her coming up and uh some she had something to do with it with some of the symbolism in that also or a song they used right.
4: of hers in that Running up that hill, I mean, it's talking about the stairs that in the Masonic temple when they run up the stairs, and at the top is that—that's where you're supposed to, to ascend into your godlyhood form. So I mean, its, it's uh, it was wild, man. Doing research on Stranger Things, I've never—I never paid attention to it until the season four. You know, season three they had an episode where it was uh, it says, uh, "When blue, when blue meets uh, yellow, when blue and yellow meet in the West." And I thought that was kind of funny because now we have the Ukraine thing, Um, blue and yellow colors. And uh, they're, I don't know, it's interesting. It's interesting how they put it right in front of you. And if you don't have a trained mind, you'll never notice what's going on. Like you have to actually research this stuff because there's another one, uh, Meg Meg Myers. I mean, she just literally, (laughs) I posted a bunch of stuff about her being in a butterfly. She literally transforms in a cocoon into this new form as a butterfly. Like All right, entire first album. She's pretty hot, actually.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'm trying to find kind of
4: wild man. But yeah, yo, I gotta go, man. I gotta go eat and stuff. Do it, cool man. All right, brother. Yeah, Thanks, man. man. Yeah, man. For well, sure, man. y'all have a good night.
1: Yeah, you too, man.
4: Later, Jay. Yep, later, y'all.
2: Yeah, that, I, I didn't watch the. I watched the first season of Stranger Things, and I was like, "All right, this is a decent show." And I never watched the second or third, and then just hopped in this fourth one. But yeah, that's that's it right there.
1: Yeah, that's what that thing that climbing up the ladder that he was talking about. Yep. Yeah, got Eastern Star underneath of this nice little triangle, and you start off on the ground, and then you get directed up through the left side all the way up to thirty three, and you got the Knights Templar on the right um and and shit like that kind of fun
3: yeah i have this knight's templar initiation book i don't think i'm supposed to have it but it's really interesting They start talking about like the fifth libation and all that stuff and how you drink blood out of like a human skull and like half the book's written in like this weird code that you have to like decipher but i have no idea how to do it so
1: i've talked with this dude that says that says that that's happened that he's done that he's a 32nd degree and he left masonry but uh yeah, there's some some wild shit that goes on in there. And there's actually a website that has all of the rituals and the scripts and like what is required to to ascend in the ranking of Freemasonry. Um, I think it's called Freemasonrywatch.org or, or Masonwatch.org or, or something like that. But yeah, you can go through and you can just see all the shit that they have to do. If you if you're Did interested you come across
2: in that in your uh, looking at your last two episodes, right?
1: Yeah, I think Shannon sent that to me. Actually, I can see if I can pull some
2: wild stuff in that that those episodes. Go listen to those. Anybody that hasn't, I mean
1: it. It's so interesting, man. Thank you, but you know, it's a it's a wild. I mean, dude, it was so fun. I was obsessed, and you know, we were talking about this a little bit last time too. But um, yeah, just the way that they can take a simple symbol and attach such esoteric meaning to it is. I, like i said i have like a newfound respect for it you know what i mean well it's and that's pretty... i
2: mean you look at all this shit and you have to give them credit because they're fucking evil geniuses the schemes that yeah. they run are brilliant but right. you know it's at our cost which sucks yeah.
3: yeah i think the people that we like we see in public like politicians, celebrities, athletes, you know, all these people that, like, you know, they're, they think they're, like, they're part of these groups or whatever. Oh, I think they're all just, like, they're, they're like, they're they're puppets for, like, the puppet masters kind of thing. You know? Not, like, you see these people, they're always doing, like, the Illuminati symbolism and stuff like that. I'm like, they're not probably really in the group, but they're probably directed by someone who is, you know, all part of that M.K. culture kind of shit, so.
1: They seem to be the uh, scapegoats here. Um, this was one thing I didn't even notice. I don't know if you know. We, we talked about um, uh, eyes wide shut, and the password to get into that club was Fidelio. Yeah, yeah. and that that yeah. is a, a Freemason thing here. So
2: that's right. Wow, I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, they, on a phone, this looks much different. But yeah, you can go through and you can actually see like the uh, the different rituals that they do and the shit
3: oh nice yeah it's oh, pretty I, cool i
1: testing
3: that thing for a few hours for sure or a few days
1: oh it's a why yeah dude you could spend the next fucking 10 years looking through this i'm sure and reading through everything there's all different uh, pdfs and shit there there's pdfs there's like all kinds of files yeah see you just go through and just find all these different what's this one uh yeah new york times anonymous call for z to quit rattles i don't know what that has to do with any of this but Probably it all just ties back to Masonry. I wish that it was the same one as the phone because it was just a simple menu up top that you clicked and it showed all the uh different rituals and stuff. But yeah, they have the skull and bones, shit. Isn't it say uh, right Free up top, Mason. right?
2: That that first thing up top, it says Freemason
1: rituals and symbols. Maybe. Uh yeah. Oh, do you remember this in the nineties? Oh yeah.
0: That's okay. so <laughs>
1: okay so yeah this was a good eye um yeah so you have masonic prayers masonic child baptism ritual masonic wedding ritual masonic burial ritual memory ritual abbreviations um then you have your different degrees fellow craft rituals um yeah ugly what
2: interesting acronym
1: ugly ugle Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, and then, dude, like this was the thing that I kept getting cited over and over again when I was morals, going that and, docu- dogma. Was- morals and dogma, dude. And a lot of a lot of Masons will say that Albert Pike is discredited with Masons. And I, I, I can't see that to be the case at all. Like I've dug around a little bit. I think that they say that because he exposes flat out that, you know, they follow Lucifer, dude. Like that was the whole whole point of Freemasonry. Yeah, I thought I had that book, and I must have lost it, because I, I definitely, I want to re-
2: dig into that sometime. Let's I see. heard cool. it's a mess to try and read.
1: Looks like Jeremiah might have something here.
2: Like, I don't know if you guys can see that.
1: Nice Templar?
3: Yeah, but I mean, like, they love Albert Pike. I mean, they pass out Albert Pike stuff all the time, so I don't know if you can, can you see that.
1: I can. I'm sharing my screen here. I can stop sharing.
3: I'm just on my phone, so, man, I can't really see anything. But, okay, here we go. Yeah. But, like...
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, Albert sorry. Pike, right in the middle.
3: Yeah. yeah. They love Albert Pike.
1: It seems like a man. and He was still an alleged KKK member and shit like that. You know what I mean? Um, who knows? Definitely a Confederate general. I, I just pulled up this uh, burial ritual, but, yeah, that looks like it'd probably be a fun thing. And the picture
3: david duke go. a uh knight columbus or knight in malta Mal- knight Mal- in malta
1: david
2: duke
3: yeah which is like a big jesuit society and that stuff like that
2: surprise me yeah that sounds about so, right
3: david duke like founder of the like big kkk guy so yeah,
2: yeah it's all that yeah. catholics you know
1: yeah yeah you gotta love them dude <sighs> Well that's one of the things
2: I found looking at it is is the five Jesuit NFL owners. And that oh was, really? Yeah, that was interesting. Robert Kraft. Uh let's see, who was it?
3: Uh speaking of Tom Brady, his wife's literally a witch.
2: Yeah. Oh geez, they do yeah, they do yeah. shit before games and stuff.
3: Yeah, have you seen him make out this kid? That's that's disgusting.
2: Yeah. yeah it's the same like shit it, biden does
3: yeah it's weird yeah it's like that yeah
2: I, i've never thought about kissing my kid on the lips
3: yeah i don't you think know. uh my dad would never do anything like that
2: no yeah, man like, i give I mean, my kid a kiss people. on the forehead he's he's nine that's it man that's yeah. anything ab- uh, uh, that's unacceptable
3: yeah right that's what i thought
2: tongue kisses oh, the ear hole next? I mean, what's going on here? Tongue punch to fart box? Yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: pretty sure uh, Giselle Bunchen, uh his wife, her grandfather was like a Nazi fighter pilot.
1: Interesting. Would
2: that surprise you? No, not, one not at bit. all. Not yeah. one bit.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah oh, yeah. May- see?
1: What do you got see, here? See, this is too. This is all the abbreviations here, like you can see. Oh, dude, GM, the car company, Grandmaster. Yeah. General Motors, Grandmaster. Boom. Always call themselves Masters. HP, High Priest. Hewitt Packard. Yeah. That's cool, dude. Leo.
2: Eminem. Oh, where's that? Up top. Memphis. And- Memphis and Miss Rain.
1: Nice. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I mean, MGM. It, it,
2: Hold on, go back, go back up. MGM is on there. The most illustrious grandmaster. Oh, MIGM. I didn't even see the
1: I. Wow. Yeah, dude There's like all these different abbreviations. Yeah, I don't. I don't think... There's a P. Go ahead. No, go ahead. There's oh, no I wasn't PMS. even. Saying, I thought it was. I thought it was Jeremiah. My bad. Um yeah dude there's a lot of them just like i said freemasonrywatch.org it's a great source i think for all this stuff um it just i'm right now we're kind of just going through the abbreviations and what they all mean but wb isn't wasn't that a big company warner brothers well yeah
2: there's warner brothers is wb mason
1: worshipful mass a worshipful brother yeah worshipful master very worshipful
2: yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't know what to think. Yeah. I think yeah, they man. have some play in it, but I don't think they're the main
3: what adversary.
4: It. It's
3: kind of like uh it's kind of like the way Satan works. It has it has many names, you know, it goes by all kinds of different stuff, but
1: sure. definitely you
3: know, it, not, just however evil works, I guess. However, you want yeah, to. Yeah, and it's about not it. gonna
2: be one person, right? I mean, it's gonna be it's got to be a a collection of things to make it work it can't just be one evil entity that's ruling everything it's got to have minions it's got to have arms and tentacles that reach out yeah and
3: its members change their names they change their religion they change their identity they change their associations all the time
2: and that's what you saw with the jesuits right when they when they first started that's how they went out they went out and you know, spread anonymously, essentially, and then set up shop and then took over and then yeah. got too big yeah. and, and the people pushed back and they would either get driven out or they would take over and that would be their town now.
3: Yeah. Or if they got kicked out, they'd come back under a different name. So
2: exactly. Well, and a lot of times they went there under a false name, too, right?
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, I mean Ignatius Loyola, the guy who founded it. You know, he was a you know a Kabbalist I'm pretty sure. So,
1: yeah,
2: that's deep shit, man. And just like well, they were, in, they into that where uh, the Mary worship too. That which is oh the Virgin shit.
1: Isis worship. Yep. Yeah, was it's some weird or? weird shit.
3: Yeah, they're in that. That's that old Babylonian religion stuff. Yeah, you know, the worship
1: all recycled, man. Yeah.
3: or diana ishtar ashara you know whatever however many names she has
1: it's all the same thing then you get into like tammuz and other sun god worshiping shit you know which is obviously a little different but yeah man it's all recycled stuff dude and it is sad but like my whole thing that kind of just draws me towards christianity is um that seems to be like so under attack you know what i mean and i don't know if i'm biased just because like i was kind of raised somewhat in that um we never went to church or anything but you know i don't know
3: like i mean i consider myself a christian i guess i don't go to church or anything like that but like the way the reason i do is because for the most part you know you follow the ten commandments and avoid the seven deadly sins for the most part you know things aren't too bad and but then like you know but like i don't really like you know like i don't go to church i don't preach jesus or anything like that but i believe like his principles of all like out of all like the uh you know quote unquote gods out there like i thought i feel like his are like the most like um it's the word i'm looking for like altruistic
1: yeah it makes sense right like i don't yeah. know to me it just makes sense but
3: like it's like the, it seems like the least violent or the least like apathetic
1: yeah but then you do have like the uh you know the Crusades and things like that, but those were done yeah. by ungodly people. You know what I mean? I, I they these people that try to hide behind Christianity and then carry out these horrible acts. Yeah, I think wolf, that those are, are wolves in sheep's clothing, right, right Exactly, exactly, dude. Like perfectly said, that these people are are meant to look like we're warriors for Christianity, but we're gonna go and slaughter people that don't believe the same thing that we do. That's not what Christianity says. Yeah. It just says you know it's kind of like a live and let live religion. It seems, but you know islam it's kind of provably not that they want you know from what i've looked in myself they want to go after people that don't believe in what they believe in i don't know man um catholicism is the same same way though you know well i,
3: yeah, I think uh, like on um, like my honest opinion about catholicism is just like it's basically just straight like uh witchcraft in a way because it's absolutely. just absolutely like, it's moon worship it's earth worship it's It's basically Athena Venus worship, you know, like that's what the version of mother is. It all goes back to like Isis and like Horus and all that stuff. So
1: fun fact, the G within uh, the Freemason symbol is a representation of Venus. It's that generative property. It's the man legs and the woman legs that are crossed. And then the G would be like a baby or a demon. Right. And that's like what's coming into the world. It's fucking dude. It's so dark and deep, man. It's crazy.
3: And that's why they wear, like, that uh, apron over their cock and balls is because, you know, that's what uh, Osiris lost was his dick. That was his last piece that he lost. That was, like, the 14th or 13th or
2: 14th. 13th, and they found 12.
3: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's what it is. Yeah. So, but that's what it comes up. That's a sacred, you know, that's the most sacred thing for, like, a mason is his dong. So they were
1: saying in this packet, 26 pieces was what Osiris was cut into. That's what the Masons believe was that he was cutting it to 26 pieces and they okay. found 25. Yeah, so, the myth, the
2: myth, the Egyptian myth of it is 12 and 13. Yeah. So it's just
1: confusing, man. You know, yep. and that's deliberate. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> that is absolutely yeah. intentional. It's yeah. look over here and then we'll we'll do something over there.
3: Yeah. Because isn't that I think that story is the same thing as isn't that the same story as like Tammuz or Tammuz or whatever his name is?
1: yeah yeah, you yeah have, like yeah. yeah you have robbing thrown in there horus you have all these things isis is obviously basically what it is freemasonry is like a a, a recycling of these ancient mysteries they call them mystery schools and yeah. they just it's just a recycling of of all that stuff man so and all those old religions by christian standards would be pagan so you know it's all yeah Essentially, if you're not, if you're worshiping a God and it's not the God of the Bible and, and Jesus, according to what they think, then you're worshiping the devil. So mm-hmm. the devil goes by 77 names. They're all listed in the, the Satanic Bible by Anton LaVey. And it's like Horace, Ra fucking. I mean, all these gods that you've heard about in other religions and they they pit it. So it's weird. It's a there's too much that lines up for me to to discount it right now.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think I always kind of found like, you know, it's like it all kind of goes from that Babylonian Nimrod story or maybe it was all like, actually one way. Everyone spoke the same language and then, you know, everything since then is just like it's all Nimrod, you know, or something like that. Like every every name since then that's like a bad guy or is like Nimrod or something like that. And then everything that it comes from like uh, the female side of it comes from Semiramis or whatever, or whatever his wife's name was. So because like the mystery schools originally could have been like giant hoax that they started from the very beginning the whole smoke and mirror show that that's what hollywood is now that's what all these things are now it's like get back to that wizard of Oz thing maybe a little bit maybe you know it's all about you know the the powerless person but controlling everyone from behind a curtain you
2: know mm. with
3: basically of things like that so
2: yeah man hey what do you think about uh this wonderfully produced uh event they have going on mainstream tv right now the uh the j6 proceedings who are you asking well any it just either you i haven't watched it but i keep listening to people talk about it and and supposedly like the first one they did in like prime time and now they're doing it and it's like a like a seven part series or something i'm like this is just
1: it's ridiculous
4: what is this, Is this like a Johnny Depp
3: thing?
1: No, it's an add on to that. I I have like this theory that I think and, and the guy's name is James Goldston. And he he created Good Morning America Nightline. I mean, this, this guy is the producer now for the January 6th hearing. So it's like kind of like an iteration of like it's like court TV. It's trash TV, but it's it's essentially painting Trump supporters as like Nazis. Right which they've been kind of doing since the the beginning, but man, it is. Uh, yeah. It's kind of mind blowing that they would just shamelessly tap into a Hollywood elite producer. I mean, this guy's not a nobody. He's a British American, which that kind of has like some conspiratorial shit tying back to the crown, um, man. Yeah. It's dark, dude. And I don't know if it's a seven part series or, or how many parts are involved with this, but you know putting it prime time instead of middle of the day like they should there was another hearing today on on the 13th but they're gonna keep going with them until they get down to the truth you know what i mean oh it's amazing amazing the upside down world we live in that
2: they're they're still going at this but what happened in the summer of 2020 were just peaceful protests
1: hey don't worry your little head about that okay (sighs) don't worry don't stress like, yourself, you bro. think
2: about all the shit that actually got destroyed, all the people's lives that were actually ruined and we're wasting Lost. our time because some asshole put his feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk and yep. a guy dressed like a fucking water Buffalo from a cartoon just acted like an idiot all throughout the Capitol followed yeah. mind you it during an insurrection followed by a, like a film crew. There's one photo, right, where he's walking towards the police, and there's at least eight
1: cameras behind him.
3: Wasn't that pretty much just a giant psyop anyway, like a CIA thing, like orchestrated deal?
1: FBI, I would say, but yeah, Yeah. definitely. Yeah.
2: Well, that's like, did you see that thing that happened out in Idaho with the FBI, with the the pride or the the proud whatever they are? Oh shit! What are they? What's that? proud boys no they're not the proud boys it's another proud proud group supposedly a white supremacist group that was going to um meet up a gay pride parade and it was 31 white guys and they were all dressed in khakis and blue shirts and had masks on and 30 of them
1: were FBI.
2: They all got arrested right before they made it there. And there's a picture on the Internet of the bullhorn that one of them was using. And it says FBI on the bullhorn. Nice,
1: Man. Dude, No. Yeah. What did, was it? One of those hack ones that the female body inspector sticker or something?
2: <laughs> oh, it could be. But this is like, dude, this is like legitimate FBI sticker.
1: Huh, with the seal and everything.
2: Like, it, it's, yeah, it's like FBI on there. Yeah. And that's it's, awesome. It's just asinine. I mean, it's just like, dude. And then they all get into the back of like a U-Haul.
0: Hmm.
2: Like, yep. not police wagons. They all get back in, in into the back of a U-Haul and leave. Like, what? It's just, yeah.
1: Real red tag like, FBI.
2: It's
3: like I say, I think everything right now is just like the whole world's a stage. Everything's yes. just a giant act gone by everybody like you know it's like that wag the dog war in russia and ukraine where a lot of people in russia don't even know they're in a war
2: ukraine Mm, doesn't even know they're in a war you go look at the the beaches in kiev they're full yeah right like they they don't (laughs) even know like i i mean it's funny because uh uh i listened to joe and jen from legit bat and uh joe's sister lives over in ukraine and she left for a while and came back and he's like he hasn't talked to her much but he said from what he's talked to her she hasn't seen a thing or heard a thing you know and you think if you're in the country you're gonna at least hear you know some plane abnormal planes flying overhead or something but no nothing so
3: yeah it's just uh i don't know if they're just trying to instigate like this is like their lusitania or gulf of tonkin or you know pearl harbor thing where they're trying to you know or like a 9-11 thing they're trying to strike up, you know, they do that terrible, some terrible event's going to happen, and then all of a sudden it's going to, you know, get everyone's support to go for more war or something Well, like they that, tried, so.
2: and it didn't buy, but they're still able to, you know, the the public didn't buy it as much as they hoped, but yeah, they got enough sentiment where they can just keep passing these bills and just throwing cash over there like it's mm-hmm. there's no tomorrow. Meanwhile, we it can't get a lot baby food here. And we, yeah. our gas prices are five, $6 a gallon in some places, you know, it's just, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's so, I don't know. If if you don't think this is an, an actual intentional operation, I don't, I don't know what to tell you.
3: I saw something the other day online I don't even know it was a meme or something like that, but it says like, you know, like, you know, sending guns to ukraine to protect it but it's in like then it's like in america it's like taking your guns to protect us mm. and it's like so like what's like well so they, yeah they like, want
2: to they want to send arms over there so those innocent ukrainians can arm themselves against those evil russians right yeah. but over here us american citizens don't need to arm ourselves against our government our government's looking out for our best interests at all times we just have to you trust understand. them.
1: When does that work out well in the United States history, arming any kind of population, you know, any foreign population that always yeah. works out in a negative way? I mean, we armed when I say we, you know, I wasn't even born yet, but we armed what turned into Al Qaeda later. Yeah. The and then we indeed. armed, yeah, we armed what turned into ISIS and we turn, we arm all these, you know, fucking uh, the Iran Contras. You know what I mean? We're great friends with Iran now. Right. I mean, no, come on. Like everyone that we arm, ends up becoming a problem 20 or 30 years later. And this is going to be no different, man. This is intentional, dude. And, and I know that we know that, but there's something wrong with the, the folks that don't see that. And they're a big problem, I think, dude. And I would not be surprised if we see some hard times for like 20 or 30 years and this whole thing swings back around and we have like a Holocaust situation here in the United States where the people that were supporting this right now that were like, yeah, send money to Ukraine, turn your kids gay, every single kid, I won't rest until every kid is trans. Statements like that, those people are going to be fucking put in showers, you know what I mean? Those people are going to be the ones that are fucking, you know what I mean? Those people, uh, I think, might end up becoming the target of like fucking like gas chambers and shit, dude. Because they are deliberately. No, I, th- I don't
2: think you're gonna have to. I think they've injected they they've injected themselves with enough shit that they're they're not gonna have to do anything to them. They're
1: doing it to themselves. Now, I mean, yeah. I think that there's gonna be something ritualistic about it. You know well, what I mean?
2: According and- to some people, 2046 is around the time that shit's
1: supposed to really hit yeah. the fan. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's yeah. I'm
3: yeah, I'm just trying to get as uh, self sufficient and homesteading as possible. My goal is to do it by 2025. 20, yeah. To have enough, have enough like farmland up here, have enough garden. I live on 10 acres. connected to my grandpa. He has like 80 acres. So, like, we have a nice. bunch of land. So, we have like a sawmill too. So, I can make some furniture, you know, garden some food. And if I need to, things get really bad. I'll just start like digging wells and stuff like that. So, yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> but then again, multiple diabetics, so they all die before all that.
2: So who cares? So. Well, and that's the thing that a lot of people uh-huh. don't realize is when this shit hits the fan, any health issues are just going to be, you know, just yeah. brought into a higher magnitude because the supplies, you know, that you may deem critical now may not be easily accessible. So, you know, and that's why they're saying yeah. to some people to stock up, but. At the same time, that shit expires. So how long can you stock up for? And How much can you stock up? It, it...
3: Well, I think uh, I buy, I'm trying to stock up on insulin. I think it actually lasts a little longer than they tell you to. I think they want you to just throw it away, so you just go buy more. Oh, you
2: know, yeah, without you're... a doubt. No, 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 I, I get that. Like, I don't buy any of that bullshit on the ex- expiration dates, except yeah. for on, like, meat and chicken, the live right. shit. That's the only stuff I, I, but, like, any processed foods, dude, that shit's, yeah. like, that's like that astronaut food that should have lasted forever as long as it's not shrinking in size or smell funky it's still good so we gonna give me
3: cancer anyway so it'll be fine yeah, <laughs>
1: mm. yeah man the fun episode dude yeah i think oh sh-
2: i didn't even realize yeah. it was this late all right this is a good place to wrap it then
3: yeah yeah sorry hopefully yeah glad i fucking survived this shit
2: dude it was hey thank you for joining thanks for for uh i do and like i was saying before when i was talking with you i said listen i said my my hopes when we started going back and forth was that you would at least want to hop on the debaters with us because dude you're a knowledgeable dude you you're well spoken and uh and you know your shit so uh any anytime you want to hop on let me know in advance and we'll get you in here
3: Yeah. Or either way, hey, if you're ever just like, even if you're just doing one of your deep dives, man, you need someone like, you know, just tell me what you're up to sometime. I'll throw a little research in there and send some, maybe some crap your way. Maybe you like it, maybe you don't, so.
2: Love it. I love it. That's what this is all about. Spreading the knowledge around and, you know, coming together. I appreciate it, dude, definitely.
3: Yeah, man, thanks for having me on.
2: It's been a pleasure. Ryan, we pushing anything or we good?
1: No, I'm good. Yeah, it was great to meet Jeremiah, though. I will say that fun dude to talk with. Um, You need to get a mic, dude, and fucking do this more often. You know what I mean? It was uh, definitely if this is your first time, I th- I think that you did a great job, dude. Um, but I no, cre- yeah, no. Same old shit to push. Um, Nothing. You know what I mean? Just doing the same old thing.
2: Ryan, he reminds me of me when I started with you. Like he just, he, you know, he just reached out. We started talking. Next thing, I'm like, holy shit, this dude knows his stuff. And then he blew my mind with this and we're going to, we're going to, I think that's what we'll do one day, Jeremiah, we'll do a master's thing. Like we talked about yeah. with all the master's symbolism and stuff. He, he sent the me golf? an email uh, yeah. And we went through it and I'm like, oh my God, this is so deep. We got to get that. We, we got to do some more on this. And I was like, holy shit. And then, you know, we've been going back almost, you know, a couple times a week, we're shooting information back and forth. It's really cool. Yeah. It's
1: a Go ahead, man.
3: Don't say that master tournament, I it's a ritual, it's a you know tradition unlike any other.
1: Hey, so let me ask you this where was golf invented?
3: Uh, Scotland,
1: bingo, where was masonry invented?
3: It's in Scotland, because I bingo.
1: Believe-
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's this thing, man. They, uh, I think it was like in the 1400s, but you know, what is it? Uh, gentlemen only, ladies forbidden.
1: Yep, there you go, dude. It's a fucking mason sport, too. That's great. Yeah, no, I wish that. I remember Matt said something about that, but yeah, dude, that's uh, another Masonic sport, dude.
3: They all are. They all got to be.
1: Oh, Uh, man,
2: guys, this has been real. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll have to do this again sometime. All right. Stay strong and question everything.